la 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 yeah exactly i can punch you through the screen i can see you. you're right there <laughs> <laughs> hello gents how are we excellent fantastic hello. Hello. thanks for making the show oh no thanks for having me on it's always fun to talk about what we like doing with like-minded people right uh, uh, no one's on just frequency to be fair <laughs> that's fine that's, that's open a beer i don't really drink beer but i'm gonna drink a beer so Ooh, american Dude, california yeah wild ride yeah okay one sec it reminds me of going to california so um i thought i'd um yeah take myself there cheers established belief system is i'm pretty sure i went to high school with a girl named vedanica like sacrilege is when you like defile $69.69 Canadian. You ever notice that those party at the all points guys, if you make an acronym out of their name, it's like PTAP, which sounds like a weird sort of vaginal scream. Actually, I'm pretty sure the uh, the DJ and the MC for my bar mitzvah, she's my favorite NASCAR driver. Leaving with your girl when we last seen each other. Yeah, you fucking with the baddest like we tag team Rihanna fly girl on her knees. She don't want to come near me. Yeah, my dick is too big. There's a big bang theory. Got a picture in my iPhone. What do y'all think? Why y'all niggas masturbate? I'm in that Ariel thing. If I am just a rapper, man, you could have fooled me. I'm the shit when these dudes talk, they talk and fool me. All right, nobody say anything funny because if you breathe and anybody even giggles at that, you will instantly be funnier than Jeff Bodine was for two whole seasons. Welcome, everyone, to Party at the All Points episode, really for surely 22, all about TTS. We are unfortunately not drinking as much as we usually because it's early, because once again, for the fourth time in this show's history, we have an English gentleman joining us, Mr. Owen Jackson. Hey, Dayton. Hello, gents. How are we? Uh, with us, we got Jeff Wonderful. back again. As always, consistent, the grounding yes, root uh, of this podcast. Yes, I am. <laughs> yes, I, I am still here. And his house. Much to the dismay of some, I'm sure. You got a great streak going on. Yeah, this I am actually. I'm at home. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> it's I know. Two in a row, like man. Two in a row. <laughs> yeah. Weird. And we all hear the like, sound of you opening oh, your you Diet Coke. Oh, you know what? Coke. Actually, funny. Oh, yes, Diet Cokes, of course. And who else do we have with us? Just to round out. What you said, it's funny. Today. Oh, it's, the way you said it's funny. I thought you were leading into something, but I guess oh, what you yeah. said was funny. So now, but I was, but uh, I'm going to. Speaking of myself, not funny, I'm but... going to interrupt myself to complete the intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm here too. I'm just the third wheel. I'm also here, but I'm not all there. So it's perfect for this podcast. It's this later there than here. Oh yeah. Thanks, thanks for ruining that, Dayton. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> Dayton's good. Dayton's good at ruining things. You know, but one of the, the things that people in our audience have said that you need to bring out. more energy to the show. I think that was one of the biggest feedbacks. So Oh well it's good we're doing this in the morning then. Sweet. <laughs> well, you're gonna be doing all the intros <laughs> to all these lists, right? Oh yeah. That's 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 what you're best at, right? Oh yeah. Like introductions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. From Prince Edward Islands. <laughs> and in the gold quarter <laughs> it's a hockey intro i'll oh get my. the music going anyway sorry owen don't mind our rattling 
This no, it's good, man. I mean, I mean I, this this is like my wheelhouse. Like <laughs> one thing you, know. you got to remember with this group is uh, cocaine's a hell of a drug. So, yeah, you guys Especially have such big beards. I would know if you guys were doing cocaine. And we've yeah. mentioned before, no one does cocaine with me because my nose is too big. Okay. Well, yeah, no one wants. I'm way too fat to be on cocaine. Mm. <laughs> Gre- greedy nostrils, eh, Dayton? Greedy but nostrils. There wouldn't be anything left. It's too big. <laughs> You don't share beer with a guy that can chug a beer in two seconds, okay? You got nothing True. left then. Anyways, what you're, saying, what you're saying is you're selfish and don't share, even though you have. I share you all could, the time. You just choose not to. Is it like trying you, to no, no, uh, drink you a milkshake with PVC pipe? Yeah, basically. <laughs> Potato gun right in my nose. Anyways, yeah, tic tac down a hallway. That's a oh, little volcano. Wow. We're not anywhere close to being oriented. That's good. Uh, yeah. Hey, Owen, how's it going, bud? <laughs> I'm good, man. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm very well. I've had a day. I've, I've had a day of hobby and obviously had some Warhammer uh, previews coming out earlier today, which yeah. was fun. So some new uh, plastic toys for us to spend all our hard money on, our hard-earned money. So, what, um, yeah. What got you most direct out of that? Um, I like the, the death models. I like vampires as a, as a fantasy trope. So, um, yeah, definitely the, I believe I made some notes. Look at this. I'm a professional. I've oh, got about Jesus five, five lines on it. You're not on paper. Rob's show. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, I drew a sword. Note. Does that count? You got my show notes, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the one line text message. Thanks, bro. Um, yeah. Uh, so, no, I really, uh, yeah, the Crimson Court, which is the, the Underworld's war band. Yeah, yeah they're so amazing. Good. I might even turn one of them into a smash bat, which I've been enjoying flying around. There's a little winged dude with a mace. He looks like he could smash things up. That's great. They're all vampires. I really thought like yeah. maybe it would be like one vampire because they're really strong, and then the rest would be like minions or something. But no, they went all vampires. Yeah. The one holding, like cradling the mace. It's so good. It's so good. I like the one with yeah. the wings, man. He looks yeah. awesome. Yeah. 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 I think somebody said the in other, one of the chats. The- Sorry, sorry, Jeff. Uh, one of the chats no, they represent was... all the different bloodlines. That's what I heard. I'm going to do uh, the interrupting uh, today, okay, okay, Jeff? I've heard yeah, yeah, yeah. Interruption. Yeah. I'm fucking we all over this. Fight over who wants yeah. to be heard first. <laughs> but one thing I do want to interrupt with right now uh, is why don't Owen? Why don't you introduce yourself to us and in, uh, in the audience and tell us a little bit about who you are and where you come from and and what hey. you do. Yeah, so uh, I'm Owen Jackson. Um, I've been playing Warhammer kind of with uh, sort of any sense of seriousness for a couple of years now, about two and a half years. Um, but yeah, I'm a, a guy living in London, England. Um, I sort of have a very creative job, so that feeds into the hobby. I used to paint a lot. Um, and then the more I've played and gone to tournaments, the more I've got into the competitive gaming and uh, I play for my country, so I play for Wales in like Six Nations and ETC and things like that. So, um, yeah, I went to a hell of a lot of tournaments before we all got locked in our houses. So now that we are locked up and not able to play games with our friends, then I've been putting on, well, playing, initially playing a lot of Tabletop Simulator or TTS, as we call it, and now putting on a lot of TTS tournaments, which... um, yeah, Dayton and I have had a couple of games and, you know, playing with people all over the world is uh, great fun, right? So, um, yeah, really into one. Warhammer. One for one. One for one. <laughs> are, yeah, okay, so... are you really from oh. Wales or are you a Wales mercenary? 
Uh, no, I'm really from Wales. My oh, mum was wow. born in Wales and my father's a Yorkshireman, but I grew up, I moved to Wales when I was three and did all my schooling and stuff there. Yeah, in a little place called Pembrokeshire, which they call Little England by the Sea. So it's a bit like, it's a coastal uh, district. Um, yeah, off the, we, over the sea is Ireland. So yeah, we're basically the, the western point of Wales. I grew up down there. So yeah, some people said that I was overqualified. <laughs> you get a lot of mercenaries playing for Wales. Um, but yeah. That town sounds way better. All the other English names I've heard for towns sound like venereal diseases or something. Yeah, there's a fair bit of that going around, definitely. But yeah. <laughs> no, it used to be, yeah, the, you, we used to have fights with all the Welsh kids because it's primarily English. It's mainly like English people that have holiday homes there. So not a lot of Welsh spoken, uh, lots of rivalry uh yeah it was uh it was a a youth of surfing camping partying and fighting that was the that was that the, sounds the, like england from everything i've heard actually <laughs> interesting i didn't realize there was a lot of surfing in england yeah yeah i mean uh yeah devon and cornwall <laughs> yeah, but i mean there's not a lot of surfing coast. on the east coast no it's all on the west coast facing out to the atlantic you get surfing uh in devon sure, and cornwall yeah. Yeah, and then you get surfing in Wales and Ireland. It's pretty wild, but uh, it happens, definitely. Did the English get along with anyone, really? Like, they uh, just, is it the further you get away from them, maybe the more you get along with them? Yeah, it's like that friend that you think's cool, but you're like, nah, you wait till you get to know him. He's actually a bit of a dick. Yeah, like yeah. Scotland. Yeah. No, basically, England have tried to dominate. I don't know much about uh, uh, the history of England, but I get the sense that they've tried to dominate most of their regular local, their neighbours, you know. Yeah. Much like a crime cartel or something <laughs> of that nature. But you transitioned to, with the COVID and everything, you transitioned to TTS fairly fast, unlike myself. Yes. Yeah. I think uh, it's a funny one. A lot of people, I think, went much like myself. I was like, sweet, I can get all my armies painted up. I'm going to turn into a hobby monster. And then I, I realized over time that it was the it was the competitive gaming. It was the tournament deadlines. And it was, you know, playing playing lots of games that were driving my my hobby motivation. So yep. I quickly ran out of juice on the painting front. Um, and, and then, yeah, I got introduced by the captain of Team Wales, a chap called Mark Brooks a really nice guy um he was pushing uh, a lot of um you know he was doing his own mods and creating maps and stuff and he got a few of us into it and then adam mumford the warhammer freedom fighter he uh he started running a few tournaments um and then i think he got a bit busy with work so i sort of took up the mantle um i like sort of organizing things and my job is a bit like that so and my work's really dead i, I work for myself my work's like 90% down so I was like I need stuff to fill my time so I put on some tournaments and here we are I've done like I think eight tournaments now we've had like over nearly like 1500 games of Warhammer online made loads of friends and people all over the world playing each other it's yeah it's really good fun Awesome. My introduction to Adam Mumford was him popping into our game and calling me a bitch. So, <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a friendly guy. All right, yeah. I heard he's really nice. <laughs> hey, stranger, you're yeah. a cocksucker. See ya. Yeah, <laughs> that's just Adam's brand of humor. Definitely. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. yeah. It's too bad all he does is play those top meta lists and can't write his own lists. It's unfortunate. I wish his brand of humor involved writing me a fifteen hundred dollar check. That'd be nice. <laughs> why, don't, why don't people think that's funny jeff you're getting a two thousand dollar check here at some point don't worry yeah no i'm not biden's got, <laughs> biden's got your money yeah he's got your back man 
Sure. <laughs> Anyways, Jeff, I, how you, you know how, what? He's got he's got somebody's back. What uh, <laughs> what have you been up to there, Jeff? Anything new? Oh, let's see. Um, I've been I bought a ton of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't change. That's not new. Yeah, yeah. I I bought some new um, some new Sylvaneth kits and particularly Kernos hunters because what else do you buy for them? And, oh, what what got jazzed on the uh, on the preview this morning? Uh, what what snagged you? Um, well, the vampires, of course. I mean, they're awesome. Um, once again, I mean, we had this comment before, but I'll say it again. I like the exoticness of the Lumineth range. I understand that there's some discombobulation with a the common theme, and I get that. Yeah. But, you and Price um, like the furries. I like the menagerie. Huh? You and Price like What's the furries. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to be relatively ignorant of all that. <laughs> but uh no, i mean i like the menagerie it's like it's like they got a zoo where they draw their mounts from man and it's like let's get some of these weird weird creatures it's the noah's ark of factions i enjoy the delving into the high fantasy so it doesn't bother me at all yeah i like i've already like i've got i've got in my head the rue riders so yeah. or dinosaurs you know, because those one mounts look like kangaroos to me but uh with little heads whatever but um yeah, the Rue Riders. So, it, like, all this stuff makes me want to play Luminous. So, if so that was their plan, it's working. So, what faction um, are you buying now? What faction are you well, buying now? I mean, now? I haven't expanded into. Is there a delay? I haven't expanded into a new. I haven't. No, I have. Uh, I'm. I haven't <laughs> expanded into a new faction. I'm fleshing out my Sylvanov, uh list and um, my Night Hunt. I bought some kits for them, uh, but I've actually been very busy with work the last week or so. so playing a lot of Total War Warhammer 2. Sylvaneth was my first army back yeah. in the hobby, so um, I agree with you on the, on the hunters. Have you? What's your hunter, hunter level now? Are yeah. we talking 6, 9, 12, 15, 18? Um, I own 12. Nice. I own 12. So... I mean, it needs to go up from there. My list involved, I think, fifteen or eighteen. I think eighteen. They'll get their so. they'll get their day in the sun. Legit, they will Some, come out and yeah. Renew I mean, actually, I think I think a lot of these purchases, these purchases are are um, very very acute because soon this one of these books is going to address them directly. Yeah, and I will be properly positioned to take advantage of it. And their model line is so limited, you can collect everything and be ready for it pretty easy. Yeah, yes. I think as soon as they sort the delivery method out for the hunters, because outside of Dreadwood, it's just a five-inch move unit, and you know, and movement is obviously the most important part of the game. But yeah. outside of Dreadwood, teleporting and then charging at plus three, that kind of thing. Then once they sort out a way that you can get the woods down that doesn't rely on magic, which can obviously be so easily shut down with all the dominant casters, then. I think they'd be in a good spot, like 190 points for 15 wounds with the output that they've got and all the all the benefits, you know, the re-rollable saves. They're solid, man. And they're amazing models, right? So, yeah. yeah. Those are yeah, they're fun and... models, some of them. Some of the, some of the Sylvanaths. Yeah. The range is very lean. It, it needs to be fleshed out heavily. So, so the flesh eater courts. <laughs> There's a few of those. Anyway, yeah, flesh eater court, flesh eater courts works though. I mean, like they may have some problems, 
but in general they're still pretty scary and like they're not like oh well these guys just fucking suck you know like what elves have some issues and and need a little bit of help yeah they have a god and she does a little bit and she's like and you know and somebody was telling me that like she should be free and i kind of get the that's 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 the trend like she's of all the big creatures she's probably the shittiest she's so bad I, i mean She's actually probably worse than the prime, which I was surprised by. Really, really down on the prime. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Bud, man, what have you been up to? Um, I've been spending part of the week trying to figure out this 3D printer, and it's making <laughs> it's making me. I'm not even mad at the printer. I'm mad at myself. I feel like the dumbest person in the world that I can't figure this stupid thing out. And people are like, oh yeah, I just got it all level, and I just started printing, and it was really good. And that is totally not me. You have so, to flip the power to on. Oh, oh, maybe it'll work now. <laughs> um, the other yeah. thing. So I got so frustrated cool. that I started painting Archeon last night, and I'm kind of excited about that. It's a lot of fun. It's a fun model to paint. Awesome. So cool. Um. Yeah. Played. Uh. Played TTS on Monday against Mike um and playing playing in tts is really terrifying because you got like you have like an audience with like eight people watching like what what are you guys doing we're basically we started a tts tournament just to get everyone to kind of get to know each other a little bit better in a secret super secret discord channel and uh we kind of went into the mindset of not medalists more funless because we just wanted an excuse to drink and get to know each other a little bit well one of the guys didn't really take that uh to heart and kind of went a little hard with his list but uh <laughs> you know whatever it's a we know who has the smallest dick in the in the party it's fine it's not like he rolled his first game either yeah <laughs> he had a tough time actually <laughs> but uh yeah what about the, the did you check the previews at all this morning oh yes yes i got up early i set my alarm for 7 15 and then got up uh and watched the previews so also really really like the vampires i hope there's a full army that comes out for them because i'm very excited about that maybe blood knights will be a thing again and i can take them off their square bases and put them on round ones there's Uh, nothing stopping you from doing that now you know that right (laughs) Uh, yeah, so the I mean, they're in the I, game I no, currently. I have no, yeah, but I have no reason to use them. You guys aren't getting the point. Um, <laughs> the other thing I really liked, uh, I like the Warhammer, <laughs> the new Warhammer Quest coming out. Um, I enjoyed Silver Tower, that was fun. And if this is anything like that, but a little bit better, uh, yeah, that's for sure going to be like when that comes up for pre order, I'm definitely going to be uh, one of the people who tries to order and then won't get it because they won't stock it in my store. Fair enough. Yeah, uh, did you play yeah, Hammerhall at all? Did look awesome. I did not play Hammerhall. I've only played Silver Tower. So play Hammerhall if you can find it, which I have it. They have uh, corn. Yes, there's a bunch of different factions. It's so well <laughs> written from like a like a D and D from a guy who has D and D experience. That Hammerhall was written really well. Like there's legit levels in that system where there's no enemy fighting. It's just like traps and trying to figure puzzles out. And I brought three people who don't game through it, and they had a blast. They lost, but they had a blast, and it was really well written. There's a lot of story in that book. So if this new uh, Warhammer Quest can get anywhere close to what Hammerhall did, 
it's going to be fantastic. And that, that whole theme of the Castlevania, like the whole town <laughs> is taken over by the, the, by the vampires there. That's, it's so old school end times vampire uh, yeah. Warhammer. It's, it's, it's so good. And that model they previewed the whole silent hill influence like bloodborne mm. like they're just taking that undead to a really cool level like i don't even know what kind of mm. weapon that is it's like a shovel and an axe <laughs> all in one yeah and he's lifting up the floorboard and releasing the zombie from the floorboard like it's so <laughs> so good and that yeah, witch hunter, awesome. that witch hunter is just above and beyond anything they've had come out like there's so much going on with that one model <laughs> yeah i might steal him even as an inquisitor for 40k Dude, he's I mean, he's the inspector he gadget savage of, like, vampire hunting. cool <laughs> yeah i forgot about him when i was talking about my bit earlier because i saw him and i was like hell yeah that guy is awesome and you could see like there's like an elf character like if you watch the the movie the yes. cut scene that they did there's like an elf character i believe there's going to be that orc piratey kind of guy that they've kind of previewed a little bit where they didn't really know what was going on with him. I think he was in like the back. There's a, a big shouldered guy, which is usually the typical orc physique. So he'll be one of the playable characters. So it'd be, if it's anything like Warhammer Quest, it would be four playable characters versus an onslaught of uh, minions and a couple mm-hmm. special characters that you can only get in that quest box yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like That's going to be the kicker right there. Is, <laughs> is there, there, if it's anything like the old boxes, that box is going to contain something that you're really going to want, and that's going to be the only way to get it, which means I got to buy one. But that was the way they, they teased, uh, like Silver Tower was the way they teach yeah. or tease each mortals. Yeah. yeah. That was like their yeah. first intro to them, as well as yeah. uh, some of the demons. So that it could be how you got what's the Gaunt Summoner. Yeah. The Gaunt Summoner, I believe. Yeah. And the Ogroid. foot came from that. And box. the Walking Fish. Come on now. Who oh, doesn't yeah. have the little walking fish? I got two. Have any of you ever played uh, Blackstone Fortress? I have it I've all. Not. I have not played it. I've just got a because, bunch of the models. Yeah, based like looking at that as the previous, that's the latest Warhammer Quest. And I know it's a different world, but that was like, I've played that. You talking about playing um, Hammerhall. Ham- Hammerhall with friends. Um, who I, you know, aren't necessarily into like Warhammer per se. I've played um, Blackstone Fortress with my brother, who doesn't really do any gaming, and and other people, and they love it. Like, so if they're taking the, like you say, the storytelling narrative elements um, and the the way that they tie that into the rules, if they're taking that into this new quest, I think it's going to look. Well, they have the history. They... GW has the history. Them and D and D were their buddies. Like they started out basically the same company. When well, it all you ever started heard of out. Quest? Yeah, well, I know, but before that, like Dungeons and Dragons and GW were buddies. Like they were like in the very early beginning. And then they split yeah, off and I, went their I own got, ways. I had Hero Quest when I was a kid, and that was kind of the first time that I ever noticed Citadel miniatures. Well, there's always the rumor that GW could potentially buy out wizards for D D. There's always those rumors that that'd be like what big purchase if they wanted to go. Cause GW is getting to be the big company. They're starting to be like, they're not Hasbro level or anything yet, but they're getting there with their recent shares. Well, you know what? Good, good. And they supply a product that I love. And if that needs success for them, then great. And I'm one of the most positive things is they have all these little specialist games and they're still supporting them, which mm-hmm. is something they did do in the past. Cause we got a release for Titanicus with that this morning so that was good yep. i mean underworlds yep. they're going hard in underworlds which is great 
and uh, new daughters of Cain battle tome. That's gonna be sweet with the new endless spells. Those are like just yeah. so gnarly. <laughs> the blades that, and that blood, dragon the, worm thing, the snake. How, yeah, how awesome was that? Yeah, those are big. yeah. That thing is the, awesome. The hand holding the heart looked like a blood bowl uh, turn counter. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it oh, totally does. Yeah. <laughs> I think they. That's I right. wouldn't be surprised if they were like the invocations for the fire slayers or for the judgments for blades mm-hmm. of corn. I wouldn't be surprised if they were prayer based rather than spell based. Just they do. Of, they are one of the factions that run both. Right. Yeah, is that's it? true. But the outside of Marathi and I believe it's the Medusa, then they're yep. pretty much they're quite sort of um, priest heavy, aren't they? So, well, outside of the yeah. the the witches and the head queens, yeah, <laughs> they got equal amounts on both sides, and they're both just as strong. They're both just as needed for the army. Yeah, true. Gonna be, yeah, and they can go is another great example of a specialist game that they have done a great job supporting. Like Blood Bowl's very popular. They just put out like a new version of that, didn't they? Yeah. Blood Bowl Two, mm-hmm. oh yeah, the new release. And I know that my local group here has a league going, and it's got like twenty something people involved. Shouldn't have any. I think it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a difficult one for like point of entry. That one, like if you come into that game cold, like I ran a little Blood Bowl league when I first got back into the into the hobby with it in a local games club, um, and. Yeah, it's pretty damn complex. I mean, you could muddle your way through a game, but um, it's got a quite high barrier of entry, um, but it's still got a really rich um, community. Like, that community's never gone away. I believe it's called the the NAF or the NAF. Like, they're like the worldwide Blood Bowl kind of organizers. And even when maybe GW weren't giving it a lot of love, they kept it alive, and they've yeah. always had huge tournaments and stuff. Um, yeah. So it's nice for them to get some new models and... Uh, yeah, it, for them to get a bit more support, definitely. It is probably one of the hardest games to teach someone, though, because the math you, behind it, you have to be like, you can't just do what you want right away. You got to do everything mm-hmm. that has no risk to it, and then you slowly scale your risking to the very end until you yeah, start doing those hail mary plays at the group, end. Because a person who just gets into I mean, it sees you walk across the, the field, and then they go to do something, and they drop the ball, and now it's your turn again. You just squash them. It's so demoralizing <laughs> yeah. to people yeah. for them to wrap their head around it. I know that they have two groups with my local entity here, um, and one of them is for the experienced players, and the other one is for the new people. But they made Blitzball. Uh, I think that's kind of like their intro. Yeah, I just picked that up. Got the box sitting upstairs. I opened it, but I haven't done anything with it yet. We'll get there. Um, I've been 3D printing a ton, like Bud. Uh, I got the filament, exact same filament printer as he did. Uh, it turns out mines have a little less quirks than his to get going. I'm not saying it's 100% yet, and I've ordered many, many things to make it to eliminate those factors for me before I start doing big prints. Um, and then I got the resin printer as well, which I've been printing out like crazy. My Pox Walker replacements are basically what he's saying is that he's way smarter than you, bud. Yeah, I I got that impression too. That's fired. (laughs) That's what he's saying. When you start getting, you start going more west with the Canadian, the intelligence level goes up. The the education standards increase. Let me just say, except except for Alberta, like they're the yeah, and it drops down real hard. (laughs) (laughs) No offense to the (laughs) eighteen listeners in Alberta. Oh no, offense to you all, (laughs) unless you move there. Kidding. Go to hell, Kenny. Um, <laughs> and wherever Conan lives, 
we're no, no, no. I just we're talking government now, but yeah. it's an easy topic. Yeah, but I'm just throwing shade at him because I can. And then for a guy who's slowly collecting sisters, seeing that new sister model drop is pretty cool. I see oh, the yeah. uh, I see the Grey Knights model maker for the the baby carrier is now released out of his yeah. pen to design another model. <laughs> you know, it looks did, good did though. You like it? I did. did you like I it? actually did because the proportions for it are like better. Like it's more of like a what... it's more of like an exoskeleton. It's not like this huge machine with a person strapped in. I think it's proportioned better. I mean, and I, I the guess modeling's its really purpose well. its purpose is to give them some higher powered melee attacks. Like, because their strength kind of caps around six or seven. Yeah. Depending on your synergies. Yeah, they don't need durability. They've got that in spades. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. They can be competing with the penitent engines and everything else, I guess. Yeah, and that's the thing. I was just going to say, like, the penitent engines can get up there. Maybe be more of, a, like, a leader model. Because they've already got their Maybe. slaves. Because that's yeah. what the penitent engines are, right? They're just basically throwaway people. Yeah, for the most part, they're yeah atoning for their sins in battle. Yeah, prisoners sitter. Dude, that sister's battle tome they came up with is so good. The artwork is so. I good. love it, man. I Dude, love the it. Chick, I, I, the, the girls they portrayed in there are so badass. Like the shaved heads, the dirty like, and there's like all the different yeah. ethnicities. Sisters of Battle was like a was a a project, a passion for a lot of people, and it's been well it's been well served. This isn't a 40 uh, All the people that, that waited for all those years. Yeah, I know. All those people that waited for all those years for sisters to come back around. Well, you know, they got to be happy as hell. Jeff, are we going to do a spinoff series? Do they look amazing. I, well, I, I, I can do I can talk about whatever you want, big guy. <laughs> well, let's talk about but, uh, BTS because we have our guest here. After this short yeah, commercial break. Yeah, rude. Like, he hasn't said shit in like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine, man. All right, we'll go for a break and then come back and talk DTS. We'll be right back with this episode of Party at the All Points, but first, a word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Arby's. Now, for a limited time, Arby's is cutting out the middleman and passing the savings on to you. Just use promo code PLOPPLOP at checkout, and we'll take that delicious Arby's sandwich and put it directly into the toilet. Arby's, we treat meat like GW does rules. Now back to the Owen Five podcast. Welcome back to Party at the Old Points, and thank you, whoever did that advert. We appreciate it. And if anyone wants to do new ones for season two, we're more than welcome to. <laughs> I feel like I shouldn't have to fight yeah. people for this. Yeah, we need to get some more. <laughs> yeah. It's only so many times we get the Bad Dragon advertisement in there. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. But yeah, yeah uh, Owen, TTS. This is what you're all about. You got a couple upcoming events. You have a Discord channel. You have a bunch of stuff. Go. Thank you. Like, you know, put the penny in the slot. Go TTS, boy. <laughs> That's me, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if anyone hasn't, I can be the TTS hype beast. If anyone hasn't uh, played Tabletop Simulator, Jeff. Um, but, but uh, loves Warhammer, Jeff again, I'm sure, right? Yes, yes. Yes. Um, like, I don't know. I, I've heard a lot of stories from people like what the barrier to entry is just in terms of a lot of people say like, oh, I'm not a tacky person or, I, you know, I'm more invested in the models as a miniatures game. If I want to play a game on my computer, I'll play, you know, a really high quality console game or PC game, you know, and, and I appreciate that. But I just think with TTS, um, once you've got, 
a couple of games under your belt and you've got used to the controls and things like that, the actual playing the game, like the thing that I always come back to is like when you roll that, you know, triple six on your terror guys more, you know, it doesn't matter that it's pixels. You're still biting the heads off your opponents, you know, general or, you know, like those epic fantasy kind of moments uh, that happen in games, you know, your 12 inch charge on turn five or your uh, crazy turnaround win after getting half your army, you know, wiped off the board on turn one, like that stuff still feels real. And, and you, you know, you do still have that connection with your army and with your models and things. So um, yeah, I think TTS, uh, it's not quite the true form of what we love to do, but it's it's damn close, and it does push enough buttons, especially uh, you know if if you really are missing playing those games of Warhammer, um, it it brings you together with your friends. Um, you know it can, you know you can make new friends all around the world playing on the Discord channels and things. So that's kind of yeah, <laughs> that's um. That's kind of where I'm at with it. Um, it's just an amazing outlet for a part of the hobby because it's a bit like, you know, you can paint your models and you can collect and you can think about your armies, but it's not really till you start playing them that you really get a feel for how, you know, what the army's about. Um, so for me, I just couldn't go well. You know, some people I know have been holding off and it's been like nine months of lockdown and they're kind of at the stage of they're like, shit, I really want to play some games now. Uh, I, I, it was about two weeks for me. <laughs> it was two weeks of not playing, and I was like, I need to get my fix somewhere. Um, yeah. So, yeah, there's a huge community of people playing out there, um, and um, it's not all spammy, crazy armies. You know, it's at the start, it was a bit like, I made this analogy the other day when I was talking to someone, it's a bit like, you know, you go on day one of your cruise, and you go into the canteen, and you can have, like, pancakes, and then you can have... Chinese and then you can have a pizza and then you can have some crazy big pudding and you know like people, there's no limit to what you can play with because all the models are there you don't have to paint them you don't have to buy them they're all free you basically so just was. described America <laughs> love it um, and then so you know on day one you're doing that but then by day three day four you might just want you know uh, a nice meal like you might have at home so you know there are a lot of people out there who initially started playing with you know whatever a dozen salamanders or 15 gun haulers or you know these crazy spammy kind of lists but it has all settled down now and whilst there are people playing with creative stuff it tends to be you know the army that you've got at home maybe you're thinking about the last 500 points of your list and you want to just check out and see how it plays and or the you know. what will four steam tanks look like in a cities of sigmar list Let's see how yeah, it plays. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, two days yeah. later. Great. I'm glad I didn't buy those full yeah, steam tanks. Yeah. <laughs> or Rob with yeah. the uh, the Phoenixes. Yeah. Oh, boy. He dodged a bullet with that one. <laughs> the fire the fire chickens did not pop off. Definitely not. Um, but, I mean, Jeff, uh, okay. So, as somebody who doesn't who hasn't played TTS yet, if you had a game tomorrow, what, what would you play? What do you reckon? Um, I would probably start with uh, an army that I know. Uh, and play with my Stormcast uh, anvil shoot list. So, yeah, that still does a lot of work. What and what have you been playing on TTS, Bud? Um, like when it first started, like I think one of, I think it was Adam's second tournament he ran in the spring. There was only like sixteen people in that tournament. Uh, I I played Squigs and and partly what Jeff said. I I just wanted to play something that I knew. Um, and that was back when and people were playing crazy lists in that tournament. So uh, first game I played Croak and 40 Skinks. That was uh, Aaron Wilson. 
Mm-hmm. And then I played Mark Brooks with uh, he had Kairos and Varengard, lots of Varengard. So that was fun. And then I played uh, Shooty Stormcast or not Stormcast uh, KO with uh, yeah Squigs and Warplane and Vortex don't go together very well. Uh, and yeah, so and then I was playing <laughs> Zinch for a while. I tried out Archeon before I actually bought the model, and. I love both, and now I've gone back to Squigs. So yeah, I've kind of stayed with what I, with what I sort of know. Yeah, you took Tina's advice and started actually playing a list that was competitive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would actually make people have to work to table me in four turns instead of just <laughs> table me in three. Pretty much. That's funny. Yeah, Archeon's had a real rise through the course of uh, of the TTS. Like he is great, and his War Scroll is amazing. But the way that you can build him in, especially actually, a lot of people from North America and Canada, they were like, "Oh, I haven't really considered using Archeon in books outside of Sla- outside of Slaves to Darkness," which was quite an eye opener for me. Um, a lot of people were saying, "Oh, I haven't really thought to put him into Zinch or put him into Corn." Or Slave it's the only way to make Corn competitive, isn't it? Owen? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I did quite well with him at a tournament recently, but he's great. Oh, he's amazing fun in corn. If anyone loves corn and they like throwing bloodthirsters around, just uh, think of Archeon as like a, a blood, like four bloodthirsters in one, but he's like got much more resilience. So yeah, being able to use him in Reapers of Vengeance and activating and piling in twice and creating loads of blood tithe and just generally being an absolute beast. Rerolls yeah. plus one to wound. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. yeah him I and blood actually... tithe. My two favorites are corn and zinch, so you're definitely singing my song. So I like that. Um, yeah, him in you don't see him much in corn. He was played in the UK a little bit in the past when uh, before he had his points increased, but with his new war scroll, um, yeah, you can being able to hero phase move him, move him with three blood tithes, so he can go 28 inches and then charge. And then blow up a load of stuff. And then if you lose the priority, then use the blood tithe to run him another like 28 inches away. Um, yeah, there's some serious tech you can use with him. Um, so that's a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I think if people are a bit, you know, like they don't feel like TTS is perhaps for them, or they maybe see it as being like, you know, not necessarily the game they love, like I think it depends on what you want out of the hobby, but I do think that like rolling some dice with your friends, having a laugh, learning about the game a bit more, learning about the missions and stuff like that. Like, I feel like I'm super prepped now for when tournaments come back. I've had like, it's a bit embarrassing, but I looked the other day since lockdown, I've played the equivalent of 30 days on TTS. So I've had a month out of the last 10 have been on TTS. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Yeah. Which is, you know, like, hook me up like i'm an addict definitely um yeah well that's okay are you married are you married uh yeah yeah but she's got her own hobbies as well so it's all good ah, okay. <laughs> i'm just curious how you pulled this off man because you're like idolizing right right now I'm like, whoa man well, whoa <laughs> well it's because my business is on its ass and i've got loads of free time so you know there's ups and downs um, well, I like your you, attitude, Dayton. Though. That's awesome. Dayton, you you came into it, uh, you know, at the start, of the turn of the year or December, is that right? Uh, I started playing TTS. I finally bit this the bullet <laughs> and had Joe Cryer show me the ropes in a game in December because it's always been going on around me. 
with everyone and I've been paying attention. I've watched a few games, so I was aware of it. I just didn't do it. And I finally just said, no, piss on it. I'm getting showing. And since that game, I've been playing at least one game a week, at least. And for a guy who doesn't have opponents to play against for Age of Sigmar and found out armies and how things play in tournaments, it's been fantastic. There's so many factions I played against that I just didn't have a chance to. And now I understand how it runs and plays. And the nice thing about TTS is you don't have to have the models. So I'm dabbling in Cities of Sigmar now because I like some, you know, I like dwarves. So now I'm trying to run dwarves. And then Owen shows me what a Frostheart anointed on Frostheart Phoenix is like. So then I put one in my list because, yeah, they're paying the ass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You and then you got play like I, I'm now because becoming a content creator and getting to interact with the people that I had just watched before. And never rarely got to actually talk with. Now we can share a game like across the sea. Like I just challenged Owen out of the blue on Twitter. Turns out that's how you do it. And yeah, we got some games in. Now I'm going to be having a game against Charlie, I think, on Sunday. I think we're going to match up Colonel Cabbage uh, just to play. I'll play anything with that guy as long as I can hear him talk. He is <laughs> like what I think of in English. Like it's just so proper and beautiful. It's like butter. I was going to say buttery is the uh, is the term you're looking for there. He actually, you know what, Cabbage lives about one mile up the road from me in North London as well. But you can say that anywhere in England, can't you? No, it's a bit bigger than that. Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go play Budtastic. Let me yeah. pack up my bag, get three oh, yeah. nights of clothing, <laughs> and bring no, my no. chain tires. 14, 14 hours. It's only a 14-hour drive, man. Yeah. Don't forget to feed the snow dogs. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Owen's in Germany. Yeah, <laughs> He traveled that distance. Oh, I figured that out at one point. For the, I think the, yeah, it's it's very similar. I thought, Owen, if from England, you could get into into Russia already. If, like, Probably. if it was all landmass in between England and the, and the European Union. But let's be fair. Their train structure is way better. In America and Canada, oh, yeah. take note. Train is the way to go for trans- mass transportation and direction. Well, it works when because you have such close proximity to population yeah. centers. If so. you have people, then trains work. We don't have people dating. Yeah, we have one road, bud. Yeah, it's the only road. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a long, long road. <laughs> it's a long, long road. It's not gold. But, uh, uh, it is the only uh, road through Canada. Uh, I would say that, you know, if you've got a decent internet connection, then, you know, the the world of Warhammer and all the amazing people all around the world are like, you know, two button clicks away, man. Like yeah, right. playing people in Australia, Russia, like the roll call of play of like countries that have attended the Hammer Time events. Um, it's pretty insane, right? And, and people will like the Australians with the time difference, they stay up and play from 8 p.m. till 8 a.m. in the morning, like all the way through the night, juiced up on coffee, well, they, face. they have to stay away because if they fall asleep, they die. So Australians are no strangers. <laughs> the spiders will eat them. Yeah, yeah. To being constantly aware of the surroundings yeah. and always awake. I had to get up at 3.30 or quarter after 3 for the one Hammer Time tournament. And then, and I ended up playing in my gazebo and it was it went down to like 3 degrees that night. So I had like long johns. I had two toques on. Heater going, it was pretty Canadian. cool. I took my kids for ice cream yesterday and it was minus 20. Oh, I mean, yeah. But... <laughs> and meanwhile, your opponent, who is an Aussie, had to pause to go box a kangaroo real quick. Uh, that's right. No, that was Mark Brooks. I'm a dead guy was running off with his baby. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Jeff. But, uh, Owen, you got some tournaments coming up? 
in February. Yeah, absolutely. Always, every month it seems. I just need to keep uh, keep myself busy and keep uh, keep uh, the community, you know, uh, topped up with tournaments. So yeah, I'm, I thought uh, in the UK, I don't know if you get this in Canada uh, and in the states at all, but in the UK you get these like what's called a weekender, and it's normally like a music festival. So you'll get like a soul weekender, or you'll get like a rock and roll weekender, or a disco weekender. So I thought I'd come up with a hammer time weekender. So like a a festival kind of vibe of Warhammer. Um, and the nexus of that really was just the fact that I asked that I tend to ask people like surveys. I'll do a survey to my server and just sort of say, what sort of thing do you want to do next? And literally 50% said, let's have a competitive tournament. And 50% said, let's have a more narrative driven tournament. So I just, just like, screw it. Let's do both. So on the Saturday of the weekend, you've got a hammer time seven. I want to say, yeah. February 6th. Seven, February the 6th. Um, I should have really put it on the 7th, but, you know, I didn't think that through just because it's a bit confusing. So this on the 6th is Hammer Time 7, and that's 2,000 points, like no comp, bring what you want, full filth, and we've got like 61 players for that so far. And then Hammer Time Titans of Gur is on the 7th, which is a very heavily kind of uh, curated idea. So um, I'll have to send you guys the pack because it was like, the, the most complicated pack I've ever done. Um, but yeah, basically this one, every army has to take a Mega Gargan. Um, you're not allowed to take any main oh, characters. Yeah, you've seen this? And then you've like, uh, nobody's, you're not allowed to take two of any War Scroll. Um, and yeah, effectively, you don't really score many points in the tournament from uh, like besting your opponent. It's all based around the Gargans. So I came up with this idea of Gargan goals. So through the course of the day, you have to like complete all of these different Gargant goals based around stuff that the Gargants can do. Awesome. So like impact hits, and they've all got silly names. Like, I don't know if your Gargant dies in every game, uh, then I don't know if you watch Tiger King, but that Gargant goal is called, um, I'll never financially recover from this um, because these mercenaries <laughs> have been hired by these towns. So uh, the, 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 the narrative is that there's like a civil war broken out in Gur because after the Necroquake, it splintered all the earth and everyone was split up and everyone became a little bit more uh, protectionist, um, a bit like, you know, Trump era America or whatever. Um, so everyone was a bit more protectionist and uh, everyone like isn't, isn't looking to like, you know, share with their neighbors. And there's, you know, ogres are on the march and there's green skin tribes running everywhere. Uh, and obviously there's loads of death that have come in with the wave of the Necroquake. So everyone's looking to look after their town and they're hiring mercenary mega gargants to bolster their forces. So it's like these militia forces. So uh, yeah, everyone brings a mega gargant and then you, you get, um, you get extra, you get points through the course of the day for these mega gargants, uh, basically smashing things up. So you've got specific ones for the three different mega gargants uh there's a football term like uk football which is uh if you get a really tall footballer but he's really like good with his feet you say great feet for a big lad so the kraken eater mega gargant that can kick objectives if he kicks eight or more during the tournament then he gets 15 tournament points and there's loads of fun stuff like that uh killing wizards killing out art heroes with artifacts doing fun stuff like this one that i've done which is an Oprah charge, which is if you do three mortal wounds to three or more units on the charge, then you get the Oprah charge. And that's like 10 points just because, you know, like the Oprah. Wound. You get wounds. You get three mortal wounds. You get three mortal wounds. Yes. Is there a, it's hilarious. <laughs> is, is there, is there a goal where 
like for a number of models that you kill by falling down when you die. Damn it. You know what, bud? You know what? I've done the pack and it's out. And that's the one thing that I want that I know that I've missed, which is going to be for the next one, which is like, you need to make it so that you kill more stuff than you kill more of your opponent's models than you kill of your own. Uh, right. But there's, yeah, there's like 24 unique Gargant goals. Uh, and then if whoever wins the tournament, uh, I'm actually, I've got prize support from a, another podcast called Priority Roll. And they are, we are sending a mega Gargant anywhere across the world to the winner. So, uh, Son yeah, of an inch. Yeah, beat you to cool. it. So, yeah, we beat you to it <laughs> in December. <laughs> Ziggy, Ziggy won himself a mega Gargant and to ship yep. to England just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like 80 bucks. Uh, yeah, it's like buying two of the sons of business. Oh shit. Have you sent it yet? Oh yeah. We did. It's already gone. It's but there was a bunch of other stuff I threw in there, like all dress chips. Oh. You can't you can't get that in England. Oh no yeah. Way. No, those are gold, man. Yeah, well, all dress chips. Come on. I was just saying that we could we, we could have collaborated and I could have fixed it so that uh like a Canadian or a North American person won my tournament and then all we do is just send them internally. Like I'll support yours and you support mine. But that, right, we, we got your back. Right? No, we got okay, your back bro. for further tournaments. We'll we'll figure Sweet. something out. You have <laughs> a friend a in idea, me. Though. Yes. Or is a friend of me? You have a friend in me. There we go. Wow. You've got That's a friend in me. Yes, I Canada. All right. So those are a couple tournaments. Obviously, sign up for them. Uh, I think you got twenty nine people for the Titan yes. challenge. Uh, I think Bud is going to join so in on it. Where do you go to sign up? So sign ups. Um, I'll give you guys a go to a load of links. But essentially, the Hammer Time Discord because it's all under the the Hammer Time kind of brand that I've, I've built over the year. Uh, basically, the Hammer Time Discord is where you can come and join play some pickup games there's ways to download models if you can find, can't find models you want it's like a proper hub for tts age of sigma um and then everything's run through tabletop to i don't know if you guys have used i know bcp best coast pairing seems to be more of a thing over over with you guys but um tabletop to is is like the equivalent of, of bcp and you can sign up there and that's what i run the tournaments through um, and also you can watch games in the discord. That's one of the really nice things with TTS. Like you were saying earlier, bud, you know, you play a game and sometimes it's a bit, you can be a bit nervous cause you've got people watching you. Um, but yeah, you can, you can, you can come watch it, but also Rob, honest Wargamer Rob is going to be streaming the whole weekend. So there should be a lot of fun. Uh, with Nathan, I believe. I think Nathan's coming in for the Titan challenge. Yeah. That sounds like Nathan. He's wanting to see, you know, <laughs> oh, the yeah. Gargans do well. Right. And yeah, they're great. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so um, uh, I'm sure you'll put some links in the oh, in the show cool. notes or whatever. But um, I won't. Yeah, uh, my wife Nicole will. Right? Yeah, legend. Thank She's you, Nicole. amazing. You're the best. Thank you. She really is. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and and anyone's welcome to join, even if you don't. I, I'm tending to. I did one this morning actually, uh, 10 a.m. UK time, and I'm going to do some more. I do an introduction to TTS session every Saturday in the Discord. So like a number of people can join. I'll talk you through the basics of how to set up games, how to find models, how to manipulate the models. How to Basically, swear constantly when your dice don't go your way. Yeah. Yeah, that's one right of my on. special skills. Yeah. <laughs> go fuck I'm like, I'm you were winning that. the game. You were trashing me. You were basically slam dunking over my head and I was like glue on my feet playing basketball and you were still swearing at your dice. <laughs> Hey man, I've got uh, yeah, I've got a I've got a problem. You with know, that. I think it's a time honored tradition to bitch about bad dice. Like oh, yeah. I, I've never watched a game where somebody wasn't doing that. So 
I know. I've got to get better, though. We all have to get better. One, there is one. Uh, <laughs> yeah. My my friend Seb reminds me of this all the time. But there's a, a really good gaming venue in London called the Bad Moon Cafe. I want to give those guys a shout out. They're also doing prize support for Hammer Time. But yeah, the Bad Moon Cafe. Uh, after losing priority into round two, I picked up all of my forty malign portents dice when I was playing on table one, and I frog marched them to the bin and literally physically threw away the dice. <laughs> Got some fresh dice, was a real salty bitch for about an hour, and then I went on and won the game. So, you know, what do you do? Oh my God, you're the worst. That is we all way. have our superstitions. I have 19 green dice and one black one that are small, and those are all the dice I use all the time. Okay. Like, they, That's they funny. Just, you Man, get those I, dice that you like, and you don't want to play a real competitive game without them. And if you I don't, don't want to play a competitive game, you roll the Rage of Sigmar dice because they suck. <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't use my Honest War game or Rob Goblin dice for casting spells. Everything else I will use them for, but except casting spells. They are useless for that. Mm. That's a nice pussy together, bud. Thanks. Yeah, giant. <laughs> that was so giant. On cue. Yeah, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, when I first started playing Warhammer, I used to have different yeah, I mean, dice was... for every phase, and oh, I used to get really into it. But the tech, they what were they? I used to have the Gandalf dice for casting, and they let me down at Six Nations. Uh, so they, I got. We all need the luminous dice, is what we need. The barrels, the barrels. Yeah, or squig dice. Those two. Those are the two accepted dice. It was, it was funny, man. I was, oh God, those squig dice are the worst. I was playing, this was when I was young and fresh new into Warhammer, but uh, I was playing a game and I was like having, apparently I was having a really bad dice day. And somebody who was watching, they went up to the front of the store and bought two of those tins of the Imperial Eagle bullet dice. I don't know if y'all remember them. Yep. But they were like dice where the pits were bullet holes and the, the one was an Imperial Eagle. Uh, Aquila, and uh, he bought me two of those and was like, here, man, you need new dice. Whatever you're doing is horrible. And so I had these two tins of dice, and of course, it, it, didn't, it didn't make any difference. But No, um, never have the I iconography on, on the ones. Things and never trust club dice. I know. It's a, it's a... Yeah, I use them now as, um, as command points and um, like buff marks. All right. Uh, so... Uh, we, like I said, I mentioned before, we had a, we had a Discord. It's like a little tournament, mini tournament to get to know each other, and everyone's in it except for Owen and Bud or Jeff, because Jeff doesn't want to play TTS, and that's fine. Uh, but it's, I'm just too much. No, of a I was just, bitch, a, I'm right? busy. I'm busy. What, Owen? You're yeah, busy, I'm afraid man. of you. I'm afraid of you getting salty on me. You don't want to play <laughs> Sam Morgan, hey? Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> Be Sorry. honest, the only English person who wanted to play, you didn't let them play Dayton. So he didn't get back to me at all, to be fair. <laughs> I'm not gonna twist someone's arm to play a tournament and delay everyone else. And especially when we have an even number and he would have put us to an odd. But he's more than welcome to join any other one. I don't even know why I turned into the TO for it. I just suggested it. And as soon as you make a suggestion, everyone just leans on you to do everything. Oh, yeah, I know. How all group projects I kind of ran into that into my my local scene. But to be fair, Joseph did, Bogano did uh, step in to see if I needed a hand with stuff. So thanks, Joe. Always got my back eventually. (laughs) But uh, it's the Rage at the All Points uh, Invitational. And we've got our lists. We thought it'd be fun for Owen to kind of jump through them all. And we've had a couple matchups already, so I do have some results of a few of them. We still got two more matches to play. The idea is you get your game in, like because I played in a lot of Blood Bowl leagues, 
And so the idea is you get your matchup and you get a week to complete it. If the weeks, if you're not done within that week, then you're just, you're getting advanced anyways. You don't hold up the team. Uh, obviously major situations that happen in life or something that you can always discuss. Uh, I believe Sam Morgan was, was he strep throat or something he had going on? Uh, yeah, he's, he's not, he's feeling under the weather, but I think he's going to rally and get his game done on yeah. Sunday. So his uh, mom was calling him. He had to go. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, but I'm going to talk shit about it. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> He'll take it. He's nauseous. We talk shit about Aussies all the time. They get it from the world. <laughs> but um, so, yeah, we had our games in. It has been really super fun. I just got my game in last night. This one a little bit hungover and this Bailey's is really picking me up. But uh, yeah, but we'll go. introduce. I believe I posted them in the chat there. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, I got him, me. Eh? So why don't you do an introduction to the list? Owen and anyone else who wants to jump in can kind of discuss the list and theories behind it all. And uh, we'll continue from there. And I'm going to go to the bathroom. So, bud, it's your show. Do you want me to read what's in the list, Dane? Just before? I think so. Okay. Okay. From Prince Edward Island, Tomb King Tristan. Tristan is bringing his allegiance of Tomb Kings today from the mortal realm of Ish. He has got a Tomb King exalted on Chariot, who is his general with the Red Fury Command trade. The artifact of the Cloak of Mist and Shadows. He has a Lich Priest on a mounted or on skeletal steed. A Tomb Herald on skeletal steed. A Lich Priest on skeletal steed. And why not a Tomb King with a dynastic blade and shield? His battle line, 40 skeletal legionnaires with spears and tomb shields. Three skeleton chariots. Five skeleton horsemen and a partridge in a pear tree. Other units, six necropolis knights, an extra command point for 1,990 points, and one extra command point. That is Tomb King Tristan. Yes. That's the list. Very, very professional. Yeah. And very, very Tristan. Like, I mean, <laughs> I, I played more tournaments in the UK than anybody else in 2019, and I still only played Tomb Kings once. Uh, so this is uh, this is quite an edge case uh, list we've got here. Um, I kind of know a few things that it does. I tend to put show notes next to uh, like uh, list uh, archetype notes, and my one for the two for Tristan's list, uh, it just says some old stuff. That's all I've got there uh, as the uh, <laughs> as a description <laughs> for his, his army. But no, that's being rude. Yeah. I, th- <laughs> I think uh, Tomb King on Exalted Chariot is essentially Setra, right? Yes. Um, and then Cloak of Mist and Shadows is the the lovely tricksy thing that he can do where I believe it's at the start of the combat phase. He can just redirect himself elsewhere, anywhere within 12 inches. Um, so you can do some nice, you know, shenanigans, teleport. Um, so if you charge, if he charged in the previous phase, then he can still pile in. So there's all sorts he can do with that because he can stay outside of three. So the opponent, the, the opponent's unit that he wants to hit can't hit him because he's outside of three, and then he piles in, you know, three to get his weapons in rage. And then I believe that Red Fury is a, once he's attacked, you roll it on a five up, he gets to attack again straight away. So like that Tomb King on Exalted Chariot will do a lot of work. Um, and I also have played against the Necropolis. I think Necropolis Knights are like the big snakes, like the big Cobra style snakes with the dudes on top. And they've got D3 damage, I believe, and they're pretty spicy. So yeah, he's got a couple of things that can hit hard, and I think if anyone can make Tomb Kings work, it's going to be Tristan, right? 
You think so? <laughs> I mean, the guy's based his whole persona around one faction. You should be able to play it properly. <laughs> but his matchup was against. Oh, his matchup was against that would be Jacob Berry. <laughs> no, it was against Jacob Berry. Do I have to do the intro for all of them, or can I just read this one? No, no, come on, bud. It's Jacob Berry <laughs> from the bowels of the U.S. Midwest. Daughters of Cain. The Temple of the Calibron. I can't even read that. He's got Marathi because he's Jacob's overpowered. And the Shadow Queen because Jacob had to take her. And the Hag Queen, Shocker. Hag Queen on Cauldron of Blood. A Slaughter Queen on Cauldron of Blood. And a Celestin Prime because when you're Jacob Berry, why not only bring a bit of cheese? Let's bring all the cheese. His battle line, 10 Witch Elves, 10 <laughs> Witch Elves, 10 Witch Elves for 1980 points no extra command points but a whole lot of tears for his opponents yeah given that i've read all the lists this is probably the filthiest one right is this and this is the one that's done the best i'd imagine so far um it's kind of i mean there are more much more optimized ways to to build daughters but still if you put celestant prime and the shadow queen in the same list like that's two pretty stellar threats um Again, I don't know what Tristan's army does, but uh, he's got essentially, you know, the Tomb King on the Exalted Chariot and the Necropolis Knights of Threats. But I think the two Cauldrons of Blood, like, they can fight, uh, especially when the um, the statue becomes animated. And he's the got Avatar all the right... Cain. The Avatar, yeah. yeah. And he's got, like, all the prayers that you would see in a real tip-top um, Daughters of Cain list. And then, obviously, Calibron, he can teleport around the board for free. Um, and then the prime comes down. Yeah, that that looks like it's a bit of a headache to play against. Definitely. Um, I'm not sure if you guys have got any thoughts or any experiences in playing against that. <laughs> but how much of the game experience played against uh -huh. Darcy Kane, no. How, how much of the game did you catch yesterday, Dayton? Like it seemed like Tristan had a lot of survivability, or day before. Seemed like just had a lot of survivability built into his list. Yeah, honestly, I think it was uh, Tristan's game to actually win. But he got careless with his uh, Tomb Herald and yeah. lost it right away. So he lost a lot of his resilience in his army. Because I think if he still had that Herald, like he was, there's not enough bodies on the board because it's all hero based and it punches really hard. But Tomb Kings, like they just keep coming back. Like everything regenerates so much. And I actually, I've never seen Tomb Kings play and it was pretty cool. Like they can still compete with what's new out there. Uh, but wow. yeah, losing his herald, like he, it was down to the last turn, and he, uh, Jacob barely squeaked out a win. I was, fuck, it would have been awesome for Tristan to beat Jacob with that list. <laughs> just like, go, just get out of here. You play yeah. shit list, you're gonna yeah. get your ass kicked. <laughs> that sounds right. like sounds like Tristan's probably a pretty good player then. Oh, Tristan's great. He's yeah, he he's a joy to play against. I've never played against him, but I just mean just his. Uh, how he plays and he's super nice and even when dice are I mean, rolling against him he's he's not super he was able to be competitive with a list that's odd in a faction that doesn't really have rules so i mean knowing your faction pretty good wins you a lot of games yeah it doesn't matter what it no is doubt, no doubt no doubt no doubt yeah. but yeah jacob did finally squeak out that win and he took one uh uh secondary as well he took marked no not marked what do you get uh oh uh seize ground he was able to score the extra points because we're playing because we only have 10 people and it's three rounds you have to have those secondaries to find a winner 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got to be played. But yeah, so Jacob took the win and Tomb Kings out for that round. But he's going to get matched up against some great players. So yeah. Yeah. And not me because I didn't win my first game. Hey, spoiler alert. <laughs> oh, <What>? sorry. <laughs> we can edit that out, right? Uh, no. It's okay. I didn't get invited. So uh, you're not playing TTS, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Yet you told Yet. me about it this week. I know okay. it's not my server to invite people. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I thought uh, this was the it's super secret. The part super rage at the all points. Just know I'm promoting for party at the all points in all factions and facets. If anything impossible, this is that's true. what I do. I yeah. pour myself out like no one else. It's pretty much if you talk to hey, bud, how you doing? Party at the all points. <laughs> <laughs> if anyone mentions party, if anyone mentions all points. Yeah. I'm I'm there to try. Did present. I hear party at the all points? Hey, I have a point to make. Is it a party? Is that the point? <laughs> oh. how podcasts survive? Okay, I love this. That's right. That's right. That's great. Okay, let's jump on the Mike's list. Mike from Canmore. Okay, Mike is playing slaves to darkness. He is the damned Legion of Ravagers. He's got. Some blue scribes, a chaos lord on Carcadrac, Crackerjack, Car- whatever it is. It's the general. It's bolstered by hate. He has the mark of the high favored. What is that? Mark of Slanesh. He's got a gaunt summoner with the hellfire sword and the mask of darkness. His ravager's command trait is unquestioned resolve because we don't ask questions here. This next part of the list will be really easy because it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight chaos chariots well with the mark of Slanesh, two units of nine untamed beasts, eight iron golems, and the ruined bringer warband. No endless. Oh, he does have chronomatic cogs so that he can speed up time. One extra command point, 2,000 points on the nose. Anyone played against this yet? Or yeah, Owen, Owen should know what this list is all about. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, yeah, I can see what he's doing here. Basically, the cute trick here is that the blue scribes, uh, they can auto-cast a spell on a 2+, plus, um, and uh, an endless mm-hmm. spell is clarified as being a spell. So basically, he chucks down cogs, and all of the Chaos Chariots can not spare the lash once per game, so they can run and charge. And then in the rune bring a war band, they do D3 mortal wounds on a two up when they do when they finish a charge. And then they also roll a number of dice for the chariots uh, and each five up. Uh, you roll a number of dice of the, the charge roll and each five up is a mortal wound. With the so, cogs, with the cogs bonus. Yes, it is one of the ones uh, with ogres and with a lot of other charge impact hit damage, you don't get the modified um, charge roll, but with the chariots, I believe you do. Yeah. Um and then he's got Ravagers, which means that his heroes can then summon um, some some extra troops. So you can summon some auto-charge Marauders onto a board edge. He's got more stuff uh, coming out of the Gaunt Summoner, maybe five pinks, which is always mm-hmm. fun. Um, his Lord on Karkadrak <laughs> does Immortal Wounds on the fun. charge as well. And then it's all Mark of Slanesh, which I think gives him reroll charges, if I'm not mistaken. So it's a pretty tight list. I mean, it's... I've played against Ruinbringer, and it's a hell of a lot of fun. He's got some nice untamed beasts in there to protect against the alpha. So he can give away turn one and then just like soak up whatever damage and then 
Then send on the chariots. Boom, boom. Those chariots are good. Good fun. They block up a lot of board space. Um, yeah. Yeah, Seven it's cool. That, yeah. They're, they're, it's not as memey and kind of uh, like I know my friend up the road, Lee, he has got this list effectively, but he runs it in corn, I believe. Um, but yeah, uh, you, you will see this kind of thing at tournaments, uh, definitely. And the way he's built it is really smart. So um, I really like that one. Uh, yeah, Mike's a smart. Mike's a smart dude. He's been part of the. Uh, he's got a lot of top tier friends, and a lot of influence around him. So he uh, he stays pretty current with all of this stuff. He's actually a really good guy to actually. It's fun too because I there's some of his friends that I don't really like. So it's been fun to have discussions about that. <laughs> <laughs> his list reminds me of that corn list that I uh, that I was batting around. Do you remember the, the chariots and oh. The chariots and the uh, Marauder Horsemen for the in, for the D three mortals every time. Yeah, it's it's doing the same charge. thing as the brass. Yeah. yeah, the idea behind the brass uh, juggernauts, brass stampede. I think is the yeah yeah yeah. You're yeah. right. The uh, the mighty skull crushers. Except um, skull crushers are deadlier than chariots, but yeah, and you can charge in the hero phase. Like I one shot at a stone horn the other day at the start of my <laughs> opponent's hero phase. Didn't it feel good? Blood- it felt Didn't amazing. It feel good? Yeah. Yeah. Nine blood crushers doing D3 mortal wounds each in his turn. <laughs> hubba hubba. <laughs> uh, yeah. So doing, I mean, Rob's talked about it a lot as well, but doing doing uh, damage outside of the traditional phases is always super strong. So yeah. Yeah. I, it's I it's not a list to uh, think that he doesn't know what he's doing because it, it has an objective and mm-hmm. it does it fairly well and it covers a lot of board. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he played against some guy that we may know. I'm not sure. Uh, he played the person with the next list. Uh, number number nine in the standing, or number ten in the standings, but number one in your heart. It's fantastic guy. He's playing Yay. Allegiance Gloom Spite Gits. It's a little actually different than what you have here because I did some stuff wrong. So I'll read it the <laughs> correct way. Uh, it is the Jaws of Mork. Loon Boss on Mangler Squig is the general. The command trait is not fight another day. It's whatever the one that you have to take with Jaws of Mark. Uh, the artifact is the Clammy Cowl. Loon Boss on Giant Cave Squig with the Moon Cutter. And the artifact is the Loonstone Talisman. A Fungoid Cave Shaman with the artifact of Siari Screamer Squig. Worst artifact ever. And the Lore of the Moon Clan's Hand of Gork. Units. Three units of six Squig Herds. Two units of 15 Boingrot Bounders. Two Mangler Squigs. The Moon Jumper Stampede and the Moon Biter Squiggle Edge. It is 2,000 points. Chef Kiss. Chef kiss. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you having fun playing it? Oh, it was so I played, actually, Mike and I played um, on Monday. So basically, we both had armies where we wanted to charge stuff across. Um, I. I took the I took the Moonbiter Squigglelance because it gets me down to four drops, which will usually let me decide um, who's going to go first. I cho- I chose to go first. And it was funny, Owen. You made that comment about the um, the Untamed Beast being the screen, and what, what I decided to do is charge two Manglers into one of those screens. So, yay! Two hundred eighty point Mangler took out some Untamed Beasts. It was beautiful, but it was very dumb. 
That's um, a, sweet, a sweet trade, man. Sweet trade. That's, some, <laughs> that's a big brain play right there. Like 70 <laughs> points. Okay. I know. Look at that. Hey, I killed something. Sweet. The um, cogs. The cogs worked in your favor as well. Like, Yeah. When, when I remembered, I only remembered turn three that I benefit from cogs. Like this was, I could tell I hadn't like, I, I don't know what was going on on Monday, but um, no, it's, um, I'm, I'm still learning to be a better Warhammer player and like playing against, playing against Joe and playing against Mike and even playing against Dayton. I am definitely learning, learning to be a better player. Um, probably. I, I, uh, I waffled between hand of Gork and squig lure for the spell. Um, maybe getting one unit that could, like you have a chance squiggler of running and charging. And if I got, if I would have gotten two where I could run and charge, then maybe I get those manglers in closer, uh, being able to jump over uh, a screen or even getting on the edge of the screen and then wrapping around on my pile in might've been beneficial, but yeah, one well, boundaries are still good. I watched the game and the moon didn't do you any favors. Oh, it didn't come on till turn three. Yeah. And then it and, stayed there. And, but you guys played NASCAR. Like you oh, took yeah. the right flank, he took the left. And you guys <laughs> just kind of circled around each other. And unfortunately, you didn't have the punching power to eliminate a lot of his no. stuff by the no. end of it. And he was able to take it. But you had uh, your friggin' goblin shaman who was like MVP. <laughs> Make yeah. death saves like no tomorrow. My my fungoid shaman survived three three rounds of combat combat against marauders, a unit of ten marauders, and almost survived a chariot. Like I was one one four up away from surviving a chariot as well. That yeah, was think you only got like two units back on your moon shrine as well. I only got one. One. I only yeah. got one unit of bounders back. So that hurts too, right? Because you're yeah. they're throwaway units, but you need them to come back. Yeah. 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 One one tweak I would say is like four drops is four drops is what a lot of people go for, but I think you have to really you really do want to be under that if you want to dictate. So I would sack off that battalion um, and take the scuttle tide and maybe a CP. I think scuttle tide's still forty points. I'm not a hundred percent on that, yeah. but um, it, what that means is that even if you aren't out dropping your opponent and, and you have to take the first turn, then like. I love Scuttletide for the way that it can mess with your opponents. Like, cause it obviously the spell just comes out of a piece of terrain. So you can yeah. threaten their little back heroes. Um, and yeah, I, I also do, do agree with you on hand of Gork. It's a tricky one. You are super fast anyway, and you've got really low bravery. So if you do teleport something across the board, it may kill some stuff, but ultimately it's going to die before, you know, cause you can't inspiring presence if it takes a hit. So yeah. I think perhaps leaning more into the speed. Um, anyway, yeah, the squiggler. Yeah, the squiggler. <laughs> I, I, I would, I, I would be, I would be tempted. But hey, this isn't this isn't list uh, list um, list doctor time, is it? Um, oh, no. wait, wait for Bud's friggin' second and third game when he actually knows his list. Oh yeah, when I start Where remembering your opponents. And... <laughs> That's right. <laughs> when I when I learn things like tactics. <laughs> but you're getting better. Every game you play against Bud, he picks it up. For yeah. sure, we've been a, we've been our games have been getting tighter and tighter. Uh, unlike Owen's and I's. <laughs> Owen, Owen, always he's gonna like. Okay, Dayton was this good this game. 
So I just need to be this much better next game because that's what Dayton's going to be. So it's no, always... I, yeah, I, I, I did. I was like, damn it, I lost. I haven't been losing much recently. Okay, I'll bring something which is a little bit filthier. And yeah, man, you took it like a champ though, Dayton. Fair play. Like I literally called that list Living City Fun Police after our game because so, like... There was a couple things we got wrong though. You got wrong and I got wrong. The minus one to wound against the anointed only affects melee, not shooting. So my shooting would have done, but I wouldn't have been shooting twice if you're within three inches of my guys. So I screwed, yeah, I screwed that up. Not handgunners, um, the uh, dwarf iron, whatever they're called. Oh, the drakes. Thunderers. Yeah, the drakes. drakes. Yeah, iron drakes. So Uh, I wouldn't have been shooting twice, but I wouldn't have the minus to, uh, to wound. So we both, we both screwed one. that. Yeah, minus one for the spell. Because you had a minus two, minus one to hit, minus two to, to wound. wound, anointed Phoenix. That heals. <laughs> yeah, who's on a two-up save and he heals two wounds a turn. And your hammer, you had 30 hammers and I shot them with a shark so they I couldn't pile wounds. in. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> it, was dis- it was disgusting, man. I like, killed all your heroes. I gave away turn two priority and killed all your heroes. Was, uh, with, I with like it generous. too because at the end of it you're telling me like this is what I would have done I'm like yeah I would have <laughs> there's no option I guess I'm anointed <laughs> yeah he's pretty obnoxious I've only lost one game with that list now but um, right. yeah uh, yeah that's fun well, anyway speaking of what? speaking of obnoxious uh, Joe Pagano's list is next <laughs> <laughs> is it true. okay yeah 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 well he's Joe is short for Joseph right yeah I didn't get that wrong okay <laughs> Straight from the hood in Brooklyn, it's Joseph M. Pagano with his flesh eater courts. He's got the grand court of Morgan, an abhorrent arch regent with the dermal robe and a spectral host for his lore madness. An abhorrent ghoul king on royal terror geist, who is the general with the command trait Savage Chivalry, the decrepit coronet artifact, the blood feast, and his mount trait is Gruesome Bite. He also has a crypt gassed courtier. Lots of hard words. Uh, battle line, 40 crypt ghouls, 40 crypt ghouls, 30 crypt ghouls, the ghoul patrol battalion, and the chalice of Usheron for 1,970 points. Feck. <laughs> Gotta love Feck. And speaking of which, uh, the new releases with the uh, Broken Realms, Feck are going to get a boost. They were one of the ones listed in that book. So I'm super excited for that. Uh, I'm not going to steal Owen's list analysis too much on this, but Joe knows this army really well. And he, I think it's going to be hard to compete against. Yeah, this is like the most non-TTS army of the lot, though. I mean, Jesus, he's got 110 Crypt Ghouls. Like, I hope you haven't got a time limit on your rounds, because that's like a six-hour game right there, isn't it? Even just deploying is going to take like We're drinking during games. There's no time limit. (laughs) (laughs) I started my Um, match last night at 7, and I got to bed at like 11, so... Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, some of those TTS games do drag on when you're playing a a pal and you're having fun. But yeah, I mean, he's got the plus one to cast on the Arch Regent, which is great, and then he can get the the fly or the run and charge on the Terrorgeist, who can re-roll his bites, which is great. I don't really know Morgans very well. I know Ghoul Patrol, he can take stuff off the board and bring it on, can't he? He can deep strike with yep. his actual battle line. So the Morgans, when he loses one of those ghouls on a mm. four-up, that whole unit comes back. <laughs> so, yeah. So yeah. he's got three big blobs, 
that he's wanting to come back onto the board once they die. And then you get the plus D3 tax from the Arch Regent and you're re-rolling your ones to hit when you're yep. near an Arch Regent. And those little ghouls, because they'll get three attacks plus the D3 attacks, fours and fours re-rolling ones. I've taken down a, a stone porn with 20 ghouls. It's possible. Just that the weight of numbers alone will get you. Yes, death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? Uh, and that kind of th- is really good into some stuff. Like if someone's running Gotrek, that's like really good anti-Gotrek tech. You know, anything that's, uh, you know, super survivable with a really low save, like my Phoenix, for example, uh, you know, you can, if you just, you know, make your opponent roll a shitload of dice, then they're going to, you know, then and it's going to increase. That chalice is going to get so overfilled. <sighs> Yeah, that thing is gross. Like, I know Doom and Darkness, I don't know if you ever watch any of his battle reports, but he gets, like, PTSD playing against fleshier courts because the chalice goes on the table and it's like, ah, I'm never going to get this stuff off the board. Yeah, um, anyone playing against Joe, you've got to get rid of that chalice. It does yeah. so much work for how many points it costs to get it on the board. Is that why you took long beards in your list, just for that chance to get rid of an endless spell? Uh, I wanted to get rid of all casting. <laughs> Not just long beards, but the two... Uh, of wardens not wardens uh, uh the rune lords yeah rune, rune lords. lords yeah plus two to dispel and get rid of it's so good but anyways that's that's for future oh yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's three drop i believe then isn't it because the ghast courtier and all the ghouls sit in the ghoul patrol so yeah he's gonna outdrop most people um he's got a decent amount of summoners you know he's got three knights um and then uh, whatever he wants from the regent which um, probably like a vargulf i would th- yeah think you'd probably want to bring that in um but yeah i mean in 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 a mission pack where perhaps there are a reasonable amount of missions which have you know extra point scoring for battle line if you can keep that battle line on the board um and keep replenishing it and swamping like some armies just won't have the output to go through 110 wounds even though it's on a six up six up um so yeah i i can imagine he's going to do quite well uh for reference to the first mission was border wars Okay, nice. No, yeah, it's yeah. your one. You're you did the fat. I've stole. I didn't steal it. I asked you first for a, a, a tournament package because this is the first tournament I've ever run in my entire life. So I wanted mm-hmm. as much assistance as possible, and you gave me your fat middle pack. Ah, uh, so, nice. So you ran the missions from that. Yeah. So cool. the first one, because you already designed them in Steam. So all you gotta do is just load it up, and everything was ready, which was fantastic. People have been praising me. They're like, "Oh man, that's fucking awesome!" I'm like. To be fair, <laughs> I did not do this work. I just copied. I'm here for you, bro. Don't worry. I'm here for you, man. Yeah, you make yeah. me look good. Owen. Yeah. Not physically, That's... but. <laughs> no, no. Uh, there's no improvement that can be made, right, Dayton? That's what you yeah, think. Yeah, Dayton, yeah. everyone makes you look good, buddy. Thanks, <laughs> Thanks Jeff. And Jeff's on our show. Hey. <laughs> and then there's me. So, yeah, it's, just, it's the four objectives. Old school. Very old school mission. Uh, you just get to two points for the center objectives, one point for your own objective and four points for your opponent's objective. Yeah. But like uh, battle for the past, but uh, not uh, portrait, but landscape, that kind of thing. And we're playing, we're playing, you just roll off for what realm you're in as well. Is how we did that. So, but yeah, I think Joe's going to have a good time with that army and he's playing against Ryan. Ooh. 
But that's our next list, right? That's yeah. our, that was my cue. That's, that's okay. Your cue. Get okay. out of that coffee. Get out of that coffee, Chris. Puffed and just uh, oh, yeah, get yeah. in there. Eh? Okay. Okay. Uh, we got Ryan Manomi Gnomesbane playing Iden at Deepkin with the Briamdar Enclave. He's got an Achillean King who's the general with the bladed pole arm. Commanded trait, command trait, Lord of Storm and Sea. Artifact armor of the Sithai and the mount trait Swift. Impaler. He's got an Isherin Soul Scryer, an Isherin Tidecaster with an arcane pool, and his spell is Pressure of the Deep. Battle line three Achillean Ishlian Guard, three Achillean Ishlian Guard, and ten Namardi Thralls. What? Not more Ishlian Guard? Come on, Ryan. He's got three Achillean Alapexes, two Achillean Alapexes. They both have the net launchers because Ryan hates it when people are able to play the game. Behemoths, Achillean, Leviathan, <laughs> Battalions, the Blood Surf Hunt. He's got Chronomatic Cogs and an extra command point for a total of 2,000 points. Huh. <laughs> what? Ryan, what are you doing? <laughs> Ryan's having fun. That's what he's doing, Dayton. He's going, screw you guys with your 27 eels. I'm going to bring five sharks and a battalion that's never ever been seen in the history of Warhammer. So, uh, yeah, good for him, man. Yeah. Anyone know Deepkin much? You should know Deepkin, Dayton. You should be swatting up, right? Yeah. Uh, learning my wife's army better than she, for sure. Uh, those Ishland Guard, they're not going anywhere. You're oh. not getting through. And, they're minimal. They're three, but they're four wounds each. So that's 12 wounds on a two up, ignoring rend. They're, you got a mortal wound in this army. If you don't have mortal wounds ability in your army, you're not doing anything yeah. to this army. Uh, and then, of course, he's just out to piss on you with those five sharks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know what the Blood Surf Hunt do. Have to yeah, I, I can. Yeah, the, it. What it's in that was from the Marathi book. So yep. it's basically the the Achillean king and the sharks. Uh, the sharks get plus one to hit with their um, six pretty crappy attacks. Um, I'd have to check whether, but it makes them twos and threes. Um, so they and they can also um, tank wounds for the king. So you can allocate wounds to um, to the Alapexes rather than to the Achillean king. I mean. It is strong and it will do well because the Deepkin allegiance abilities are naturally really strong. Um, but it is definitely more on the fun end. Yep. Um, yeah. yeah. The Viadon, if he picks and chooses who it goes into, can do a lot of damage for sure. But, uh, I mean, he gets to dictate what you're shooting against. Uh, it's Ideneth. They, they have a really strong faction abilities to begin with. It doesn't really matter too much what he puts in there. <laughs> Yep. They're they're gonna help out, and he's got some. Uh, he's got a couple casters in there as well, with the uh, Soul Scryer and Tide Caster, right? Yeah. Or sorry, the Soul yeah. Scryer brings. It's the Deep Striker, isn't it? Uh, the Soul Scryer is the guy with the smelly finger. Yeah, he's the guy yeah. with the like you know <laughs> go that way, boys. Yeah. yeah, so he's gonna Deep Strike, and then the Tide Caster will be his caster for it. Pressure yeah, I think the Deep. I can't remember that spell uh yeah i'm not sure um i'd imagine they're gonna get a new book soon if daughters of cain got a new book i can't imagine that the these guys uh, won't get a new book Sylvanet doesn't soon. get a new book but daughters of cain do yeah. i prediction it's gonna be all about the snakes i think the sisters and the witches are gonna be out the door i think those are gonna be like supplementing to get quick battle line but i think it's gonna be about snakes and hopefully a new unit Fingers who is crossed. in the 
in the in the new uh, in the Techless book, who did they have? Like they had cities, Mega cities, Megakin, Feck, um, Bone Reapers, Osiak Bone Reapers. Yeah, OBR. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean Feck. I'm so excited for that Feck. I love I love Feck, and any bonuses are gonna be awesome. Uh, Megakin and Urgo, they're great because right now they're kind of pretty. There's the two list builds with the uh, thrice befoulement and the drown you in blight kings, so it's good to see them have more options. <laughs> I wonder what the story is going to be involving them with chaos and death getting involved now. It's going to be awesome. I think. Uh, well, right, well Teclis I mean, like, is going what? after Nagash, right? So you know, death's right? But I mean, I wonder. I wonder if the maggotkin being involved is going to tangentially lead to um Alario and yep. Sylvaneth kind of getting loosened up you know because like that's awfully coincidental that they're getting held down by Nurgle and Nurgle's in this book so maybe Teclis kind of because lore wise down. that's Nurgle's whole objective is to take over the realm of life yeah to pollute the realm of life yeah. so. and then cities are always going to be involved you're going to get cities always yeah <laughs> they're they're, they're everywhere. everywhere and the fact that they've changed up and added new cities They've already demonstrated that in the first book. Who knows what's going to happen? I think it's great. Do you like the city's book? Have you been? Did you? Did you know the book very well before you started playing? No, not at all. Not at all. Uh, Price Vandenberg, our previous, who's around? Price, I hope you're listening. Yeah, we love you. Uh, He's been a huge cities player, and I we love that book because it's so deep. There's just so many options. Yeah, I've I've got actually I've got a lot of um, I'm relatively new to AOS, all things considered, but. uh, I've got a lot of experience against cities because of price. So it's a great book. I think they hit it out of the yeah. park with that book. There's so many yep. options and combos. It's it's fun. It's it's a good player's book. I'm not yeah. a huge fan of the War Scroll battalions in that book. Um like that's that because they're dog shit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they bad, pigeonhole but... you. They pigeonhole <laughs> you into a dog. I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice with that, Owen. I'm sorry, bro. Okay. Right, <laughs> hey, man, I tried to run Viridian Pathfinders. You know, I tried to. Uh, yeah, but. Um, Wild Riders. <laughs> yeah. Never again. <laughs> hey, we had a good game. I didn't bring a super competitive list either. So it anyway, came down to those two fighting the Arch Regent and your uh, Nomad. Yeah, that was true. Actually, that was, that <laughs> and they was did fun. one damage each to each other. <laughs> Hello, fight. Uh, all right, so Ryan's playing Joe. All right, for that matchup. Oh yeah, that's right. Okay. Oh, so I'm calling Joe. I think Joe's got it because Joe knows um, I met Deepkin really well as well because that used that was his faction beforehand. He tried to make. Yeah. Don't don't remind him of that though. He's still salty about. He, uh, yeah, he, we enter TTS and he just plays like I met Deepkin and kills himself like all the time because <laughs> he sold his army. He doesn't have oh, any models. I sold it. Uh, but let me just play this matchup again. I'll throw some I met Deepkin <laughs> against you. Like, what are you doing to yourself, Joe? <laughs> That's dumb. Okay, we got Noah playing the best faction in the world. The Gloom Spite gets. He's got a loon boss on giant cave squig with the moon kata. In the Siari Screamer Squig Artifact. Scrygra, Daloon King. He saw the Bad Moon once. Uh, with Hand of Gork, Madcap Shaman with the Moonface Mummet. And he was smart enough to take Squig Lure as a spell. Battle line, six Squig Herd, six Squig Herd, and four 40 Shooters. Units, 
three units of 15 boing drop founders. That's a whole lot of hop and two units of six sneaky snufflers. The Moon Jumper Stampede and Scuttletide. Wow, all the things Owen said I should have taken. It's 2,000 points on the nose. <laughs> oh, man, I've got, to, I've got to say it, but I'm sorry, dude. But this is, <laughs> this is better than your list. <laughs> oh, it's way, it's way better. Oh, revelation time. <laughs> um, yeah, and Noah, Noah and I, like, Noah watched when I played because I hadn't played with the Jaws of Mork um, rules at all. Like, that was the first time. And so he, he was actually like, oh, but it's actually this. Oh, okay. So Noah actually, he's he said he's played 30 or 40 games on TTS with Squigs. So he knows he knows this list inside and out. But he's yeah. gone. Sorry, go on, bud. No, no, you're the smart one. Talk about not, not really. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the Boingrots are solid, right? If you've got 15, three units of 15... You know, he's going to do like seven or eight mortal wounds on the charge and then they get plus one damage, don't they, on the charge? That's the, that's the trick with the Jaws of Mork. So yeah, they can actually punch. And then I like the way that he's got three 15s because then, you know, if he rolls really, really hot, he'll have another 24 back because he'll get his three eights will come back through the, uh, the Loon Shrine. Yeah. Um, Scraggy's a problem. Just everything he's taken, like I know that Nathan Prescott loves the Moonface Momet. I've played against Nathan and the Moonface Momet's a short range, but you can just pick a unit and they get minus one to their save. Um, so effectively, it's like giving an extra pip of rend onto whatever's attacking them. Um, 40 shooters is a nice uh, threat, um, strangely, and they can also backfield if they need to. Um, yeah, it's pretty tight. Everything he's taken there has got a, a reason. He's not gone all in on the um, on the big boys. You know, he's not got any of the big um, the the big squigs, the, the manglers. Yeah, the manglers. Yeah, which it's nice to have one in there because they've got that sweet command ability. But I do think that if you are going to try and make uh, the Jaws of Mork Gits build work the best, it is definitely leaning into the Boingrots. So, yeah, half his army is Boingrot bounders, basically. Um, yeah. So, hey, bud, is your cat in heat yeah. or what? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what's wrong with my cat. <laughs> I don't think so because it's a male. So, um, the one thing <laughs> I, I think I. I would I'd say the reason he didn't take the loon boss uh, on Mangler, um, it's sometimes it's hard if you have a unit of fifteen Boingrot bounders to get them fully within for that command ability to go off. Uh, the bite the moon, I think that's called. Uh, I mean that plus one to wound is amazing if you can get that off on a couple of units around you. But to get those fifteen wholly within twelve when you you're jumping so far and your your movement is so inconsistent, um, I, I can see that being one of the reasons to not take that model. Yeah, and I think that the, the points he's not spending on that that commandability is giving he's able to then spend it on the loon boss on the giant cave squig. I think it's called Let's Get Bouncing, which yep. is the extra three inches. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I think he's, yeah, he's obviously, you can tell that he's played a lot because it seems pretty tight. And I, I don't know Noah personally, but we've had a few chats on TTS and stuff. And I know that he was playing 
the 45 blight kings before um so this is this looks like <laughs> oh. a hell of a lot more fun <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah no one yeah. no one knows his Grimspike gets he's a good guy oh um, yeah so it'd be he'd be good he'd be a tough one to beat in this tournament i think but a good guy you get to know while playing yeah that's yeah. the point oh, the yeah. friends good, we make along the way good guy good guy good list that's the one <laughs> as opposed to jacob which was dumb guy dumb list so. And another, he's got a good matchup though. It's going to be a tough tournament for them on Sunday, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, we're on to uh, Smorgan's list. Yeah. Okay, Smorgan from Down Under is playing Mixed Death. He's got a Vargolf Courtier with the Red Fury and the Cloak of Mist and Shadows. A Vampire Lord, those still exist, on a Nightmare Steed with the Blade of Dark Summons. In an abhorrent arch region. He's got 40 chain rasps, 10 direwolves, 10 crypt ghouls, 9 crypt flares, 9 or oh, 3 cryptors, and what a corpse cart with the unholy lodestone. He's got the Royal Mordens uh, Battalion and one extra command point for 1950 points. Uh, he's run this, he's been running this down in, uh, he's been playing a lot of mixed death. Down in tournaments, down and under. And uh, yeah, Owen, what are your thoughts on this? Well, I know that he's been running the like the hex wraith spam, like uh, the hex wraiths in Death Riders, because I really like it. In a in a mixed uh, death army, you can take obviously the battalions which you pick out of the individual books. So, uh, props to Chris Welfare, who I know has been running what he calls the Nuclear Vargulf, and I've been calling the Smash Bat. I don't know if you guys have heard about the Smash Bat, <laughs> but this is obviously Sam is 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 a is a is a list writer of note, and he's this is his take on the Smash Bat. I think um, I I really like it because he's still got a big brick of forty chain rasps to to screen out or to go and take you know he's got, he's got lots of little units but basically it's all right based around the Vargulf courtier so his version of the smash bat is vampire lord's command ability can give it plus one attack then he can cast um ferocious hunger from the abhorrent arch regent to give it plus d3 and he's got the, the corpse cart to give the plus one to cast um so he could potentially be on plus four attacks and then the Vargulf could go in and Essentially, he can cloak and mist and shadows, much like we were talking about uh, Tristan's list. He can essentially start of the hero phase, start of the combat phase, uh, teleport twelve inches away, so he can get even further. Maybe going for some hero sniping, um, and then yeah, he can blow up with the Vargulf. Hopefully, roll that five up and go again with Red Fury. Um, and then yeah, he's got a lot. Of, I mean, Blade of Dark Summons—that's a nice little pick you see in Mixed Death a lot. You get a free. Uh, 12 unit of anything that's summonable. So you could have 12 Blade Geist Revenants or um, 12 Banshees, perhaps. Um, they're always a nice pick to come out of the, the special sword. And then he's got more threats. I mean, nine Flayers is pretty scary, Yeah, I was right? going to say, like, we can't talk about the Vargulf as being the only threat when you got nine Flayers. <laughs> if you put any buffs into that unit, they're going to destroy you with the Mortal Wounds alone. Mortal Wounds and the minus one Ren damage. Like, and the screams themselves. If you got playing against a low leadership or a low, it's not leadership, bravery. Yeah. Sorry, mixing my systems. Uh, low bravery army. It's going to do so much work. They're four wounds yeah. apiece. Oh. 
Yeah, there's still a lot in there, which he's he's taken. He's obviously realized that there's a lot from that you get from the Flesh Eaters book, which is built into the War Scrolls. So the Vargulf is still going to get all the rerolls from the Archregent because that's on his War Scroll, not in the book. Royal Mordance gives him the hero phase move. And then he's obviously got a really solid triumph bid, even though he's bought a CP 50 points, he's still at 1950. So he's going to hopefully get maybe reroll wounds would be the sweet thing. So that Vargulf can go in or those flayers can go in. Hey, Owen, what did two horrors do with rerolls? Attacking yeah, twice? Don't remind me. They just killed like... <laughs> what was it, eight Wild Riders? Just to yeah, 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 yeah. But that's that's more about Wild Riders than horrors now. Come on, Dayton. Did they have shields? <laughs> yeah, no shields. That was my fault. That was, that was the big problem. <laughs> I was not expecting that, though. I was, was going to hold that unit down. Let them Neither was I, Dayton. Neither was I. I wasn't <laughs> expecting them to just pop like that. That was horrible. Um, you know what I re- you know what I realized afterwards was uh the wild riders I've got two inch range, so they would have blown up all those flares if I'd have played it correctly. So ah, yeah, yeah, mistakes okay. were made. Um, it's a learning game. Oh, we learn. Exactly. Exactly. Uh but yeah, I think Sam's uh, you know, obviously a great player and this has got a lot of really good strength. So I'd expect him to do well uh in your tournament, definitely. Casual insult yeah. thrown here and there. That's right. That's right. Okay, we've got Will with his Slaves to Darkness, Damned Legion of Despoilers. He's got a Demon Prince as his general with an axe, a Radiance of Dark Glory command trait with the corn mark of or mark of chaos of corn. Another Demon Prince with an axe. This time he's got the Realm Warper's Twist Rune. And the mark of corn, an aspiring deathbringer with the Gorox and skull hammer, and some other stuff that we don't care because it's corn. Okay, he's got three <laughs> battle lines. He's got ten chaos marauders, ten chaos marauder horsemen, ten chaos marauder horsemen, <laughs> three units of nine untamed beasts, and here we go: a soul grinder, a soul grinder, and another soul grinder, all with the mark of corn for two thousand points. That's right, Owen. We bring you on our show so that we can dump our insults on you and piss you off. <laughs> uh, it's a, this is going to be a one-time thing if you carry on like this. Man. Is it? Is it now that you want to go for another beer? Or hey, hey, I just want to point out that it's them and not me. Okay, yeah. okay, Jeff. And, and I'm, you, a, I'm a temp. I'm That's a temp. right, man. You're the replacement, the bud. You're the Keanu Reeves of this podcast. Yeah. What, is the gen- <laughs> what is the gentleman's choice? You know, if you play corn, you're, you know, you're a higher class of board gamer, definitely. It's not all blood and thunder. It's definitely right. about the tech. Um, this is cool. Uh, spoilers. Um, it's obviously all about those princes. Uh, the corn demon prince, like I've run him in corn alongside Archeon, which is loads of fun. But um, yeah, reroll ones to hit and plus one to wound. Uh, auras is awesome. and attacking first in the in the fight. Yes, so yeah. disgusting. Yeah, that's what I do with my corn Archeon list because he's a demon. He goes twice at the start of the combat phase with Reapers of Vengeance, and then Archeon goes twice, and you're be before your opponents had a chance to have a go. That's or you make a lot of friends that way. That's always fun. <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> and it's funny you were talking about somebody was saying something about not wanting other people to play the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah you can't play if everything's yeah. dead. <laughs> yeah, this fucking list is a bunch of shit, man. Well, when the Slaves of Darkness Tome hit the... When it went out to for a review, everyone knew Demon Princes were legit. They gave them a huge buff. Mm-hmm. And they're yeah. horrible models. But uh, they have very... They have a lot of valuability in the, in the game itself. Yeah. So. 
12 inch move flying three up save fight at the start of the combat phase you know those guys when you put the axe on them so they'll have like i think it's three attacks uh with the axe which are going to be threes and twos rerolling yeah. ones to hit <laughs> yeah minus two two damage yeah they're solid um and then obviously he's got the aspiring Deathbringer in there because they give a bubble of plus one attack wholly within 12 for a cp so he can buff all of them uh and then yeah i mean triple soul grinder is uh is a pretty special thing they've got the best shooting attack in the game it's called the phlegm bombardment you know you just spit at your opponent um yeah love that so they're like a giant mechanized llama basically right can do six mortal <laughs> wounds in the attack phase. <laughs> they shoot you and they can melee you like no problem and they got a yeah. lot of wounds it's just the pie plate base, those boys, because they don't fly. They're on a more crusher base. So uh, if you're, a, you know, if you're on a on a, a board with with terrain that doesn't suit you, there's a really interesting way you can play that, which is the demon steel contingent, uh, which I think is a, I want to say it's a slanesh um, uh, sub faction, and you can get pluses to hit and stuff on that as well. It's a little bit of an odd one that you don't see, but yeah, this is cool, man. I mean, he's got three units of untamed beasts, which is brilliant as usual so he's got a nice pre-game move and then he's got some really fast stuff in those thir- like 30 chaos marauders with the javelins i think they can they can they- flee and still shoot yeah exactly um and, and their shooting run. attack is minus one run yeah 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 so th- it's fun and obviously he's got some good anti-shooting tech by using the ability uh from the demon princes with the spoilers you know you can make things pitch black and nightmare chasm i believe it's called so you you block you, you turn inside of terrain yeah yeah so he can sneak around hide behind stuff um and then mow things down from the backfield with his soul grinders so so yeah, this is the game this... we played last night it's i didn't know what his list did before and it's yeah it's it's something it, it's got work in there the soul bet, did, you, are, did you win though? Did you win? Did he not, not have enough output to well, grind? We don't even know what I ran. So really, to say why if I won or not would just it gives no context, right? We would you say that the, would be a despoiler alert? Right? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god, bud! Someone's warming up. Someone's warming up. <laughs> yeah, those Bud Light yes. are kicking in, eh, bud? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's after twelve here. You drink twelve of them, they might actually get you something. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's wrap this up bud all right <laughs> we've got dayton's party at the rage points list from cities of sigmar the tempest eye he's got a warden king as his general with the hawkeye command trait and a patrician's helm artifact two rune lords and anointed on frostheart phoenix and a battle mage with the aura of glory. Uh, his units, 20 iron breakers, which are his honored retinue, 30 iron drakes, 20 hammers, 10 iron breakers, and 10 very unhappy long beards. And one grunstock gun hauler just to fill in the last 130 to make it 2,000 points. I mean, Owen, you got to play a little bit of against us, a sample of it at least. I that did smashed. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Tempest Eye Dwarfs is really good. I think the the tricky thing is when you don't have the bridge um, because you're motivated to not really move those drakes. But 
if you can get decent board position and not be be crowded out, I, I do like you chucking the frosty in. By the way, the the frost heart phoenix, you've got like a twenty eight inch threat range on that, so it'll give you the opportunity to threaten and be annoying, um, and hopefully pin something in whilst the whilst the the little legs move up the board. But actually, to be fair, they're faster than you you think, aren't they? I mean, yeah. you yeah. Plus one to run a charge, uh, plus two inches to their first movement in the first turn. They move. Yeah. Wars move. And you've got some nice pieces. Like I do like the gun hauler and the frost heart phoenix. So you're not just relying on uh, you know, those little stunty legs to 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 get up the board. Um and yeah, uh the battle mage with the aura of glory to buff the hammerers and give them extra attacks, and the warden king to give extra attacks. Um you can So I ran that battle fight. mage as the uh whatever it is, the life one, where it's mm -hmm. the five five up spell for minus one to hit. Yes. Because I wanted a consistent spell I could get off every turn to get that anointed to the plus one save. Nice. And then minus one to hit on the anointed is just another cherry on the puzzle. But against that matchup against Will with his plus one to wound, it really counteracted that anointed. But it was still there. Turn five, that anointed was still there. It had five wounds left, but it was right in the middle of the board. I charged it in the first turn and just tied everything up because it's annoying as hell. It should be called an annoyanted of uh, Assyrian, <laughs> right? Yeah. But it, it gets into people's heads. Like, they just don't want to engage yeah. it. They don't want to remove it because they feel like it's a waste of time. So they try to engage everything else, and yeah. it doesn't really work out. But, yeah. uh, no, it was super, super good match. Um, the hammers will delete wherever they want. And I think it was super close, but Will made the mistake of leaving his objective unguarded. And that mm. ironclad <laughs> just came in and took it. Just and bounced over the top. Yeah. Bounced over and deleted the two models that were guarding it. Because that shrapnel shot, threes and threes, minus one, two damage each, D6 shots. is You can't ignore that little boat. That little boat boat does work, man. Mm. Yeah, would, I would, uh, sorry, go ahead. How would, go on, how would a battle mage, like if you use the battle mage from Gur to give the plus two to charge... I yeah, I, I, the long beards I got too aggressive with, I feel, because you really was I, the only reason why I took the 10 is just to kind of hide them and give their buffs because they can do reroll ones to wound yeah. on attacks. So that's range and melee. Um, but I needed to take objectives and I gave them the shields. Everything in that list, the whole idea behind the list is it's super durable. Yeah, and with the anointed, given the minus one wound, it just it's there to stay. And then the uh, the thirty <laughs> guns oh, shooting yeah. twice with the torpedo, just delete whatever <laughs> they want. Uh, the dice did not roll in my favor in that game. And Soul Grinders, he got the sixes, the six more wounds twice in that match. And I made the mistake of not activating my hammers when I need to because I didn't think the Soul Grinder would do work, and it deleted eleven hammers <laughs> in the fight phase with four wounds left. Those soul grinders don't degrade that much with wounds. Their movement goes down, but that's it. They mm -hmm. still, yes. I I've never played against soul grinders against Age of Sigmar. I've seen them in 40k, but I've never seen them in Age of Sigmar, and they're disgusting, man. Like they shoot hard and they fight hard, and they're a big base. But it came down to objectives. He couldn't do it, and he couldn't bring it back. Super fun game. I uh, drank lots of beers. And we called it in turn four because he just couldn't get back on the points. Because like I said, once you start scoring four points on their objective and you're That's still tough. holding two, 
So I'm scoring yeah. seven a turn. It, it starts to run the game away. But those, man, those, those uh, demon princes. He had two of them pinched in, and the the fact that they get to activate first is just stupid. And you don't degrade them. Doesn't matter what you do. Yeah. And then he heals them too, right? All his demon engines or demons heal. So his soul grinders heal, and his demon princes heal. Also, they're on that sweet spot of uh, eight wounds, so they get cover and lookout, sir. So they are actually oh, yeah. quite hard to kill. So you get them on that two-up save. Um, yeah, it's fun. I've got a friend who plays five demon princes oh. in spoilers. That's yeah. fun. He's, but he <laughs> plays triple magma dragon, and he plays you know anything. <laughs> just like get a good unit. Yeah, what's it like when you put five of them in? It's, just, it's like every list is like, oh, yeah, I like that, Owen. Have you thought of five? Like, <laughs> but it works, man. He gets wins. But uh, but I was able to get marked for my secondary, so I'll be playing one of the top players. I think in my next match should be interesting. But Ooh. man, it could have went anyway. It was just a couple mistakes on both four parts. Me not activating my hammers and him not guarding his... Because uh, the Ironclad, you forget about it. You forget about that little boat that's just floating around, sniping things. They're so good. Gunhauler. Gunhauler, gun sorry. Ironclad. Whatever. Did you Ironclad's use an Ironclad wrote War Scroll when you were <laughs> playing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why I was able to delete 20 <laughs> models in one shot. Yeah, crazy. man. Like that, that flat six damage on that cannon is pretty good for 130 <laughs> points, right, boys? Bloody hell. <laughs> that, that fly high needs to get rewritten, though. Fly high yeah. is just stupid. Yeah. It's, busted. it's extremely powerful. You can't even engage yeah. it. It doesn't care. It'll just leave somewhere else and snipe on something yeah. else. Yeah, those boats are a high priority. Like I've played KO a couple times, and you gotta kill them as soon as hey, possible. Hey, bud, what's it like to play uh, Archeon versus KO? <laughs> oh yeah, it's a lot of fun, especially when you forget when you don't play Archeon's uh, save rule correct, and then you get reminded of what the rule actually is. Because spoiler alert, first two games I played with Archeon. I thought he got a four up after damage on all wounds, not on mortal wounds. <laughs> Mace. That's yeah. nice. That's about as obnoxious as you can make Archeon when, oh, you, cheat yeah, yeah. That, when you cheat that badly, man. I know. It's like it's like <laughs> taking Gotrek's rules, taking Gotrek's rules and putting him in Archeon. Um, but yeah, no, I played Joe Pagano <laughs> and I did not screen it properly. And Joe reminded me of why I should screen better. He's uh, so good that way. Yeah. Joe, and his because he has to whisper because his daughter is always asleep when he's playing. Oh, games, yeah, so yeah, he'll be really angry with you, but he can't really talk loud about it. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, but uh, this would have been much more fun playing you, uh, if you would have played better. Um, this was, <laughs> I, I was planning on staying up for a while, but uh, I don't, but you're just a horrible player, and now their game's over, so uh, I'm gonna check out now. <laughs> but uh joe the reason why he's playing ko so much he's got a super awesome modified ko list that's coming out that's all i don't know if you've seen it owen but it's all like under sea so he's like swapped yes. out all the heads yeah. and stuff and made it look like it's underwater i think it just about makes playing ko like you know kind of socially acceptable i think uh if you do really oh nice my god uh, I think yeah. I think if you do a really nice hobby, then that's that's fair. If Wait till that winter fact. That winter fact will totally get them in line. That extra five points on those boats is going to change uh, the game. Too many boys. <laughs> uh, having played a lot of Endrin riggers recently, like for a hundred points, those boys are amazing. 
um yeah. yeah so yeah they need to they need to get the everything gets a, needs to get a little bit more expensive the uh the caradron trade deal they need to you know tweak that so they can't get quite so much stuff in either army um, yeah, they need to they need a brexit that's yeah. what uh ko need yeah yeah that'll fuck them over real good i'm sure <laughs> <laughs> oh and why'd you vote for brexit Come on now. <laughs> okay, as a non-Brexit voter, I don't know. I can't look into the psyche of all those uh, people that got uh, swindled swindled by con men. Uh, they drank the Kool-Aid and uh, they took us all into their weird... If you ever want to end a conversation with an Irishman really fast, mention Brexit. Mm-hmm. And I did that yeah, to yeah. one of the GW employees at LVO last year. <laughs> when I was talking <laughs> with him and he started insulting... What was he talking about? He was talking about something that was going on with American politics. And I was just like, yeah, well, you guys got Brexit. And that was it. That conversation yeah. was over after that. <laughs> I've had a lovely time up until about two minutes ago, you know, Dayton. Until we were brought <laughs> yeah. the, the big BR. We were getting on like a house on fire. Oh. Politics mm-hmm. fucks us all. That's mm-hmm. the yeah, end of the sort of moral of the story. Canada, and America, that, and England, Ireland. That's how this episode is going to end. Nice. So it was the start was making fun of corn, and then you end with Brexit. So we've done like the Owen Jackson. I just need to find something else to to pick on Owen about, and then I've done the Owen Jackson trifecta. Yeah, man, this is like a roast or something. Roasty at the all points, right? That's what <laughs> <we need>. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's been fun. Uh, hopefully this this is a longer episode than most, but we've had people wanting more to listen to because they're stuck making on a drill in friggin' northern Alberta, not listening to audiobooks anymore. So now he's depending upon friggin' podcast to get him through. Mike Davis, <laughs> get off the old rig, man. <laughs> but uh, no, it was a good well, episode. I hope you enjoyed the show, man. And uh, thanks, Owen, for coming on. Much appreciated. Uh, You're our fourth English. Yes. See, we we're, we're 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 trying to counter what Brexit's done. You know, we've pushed away the Europeans and we're bringing the the Canadians and the Americans into the warm bosom of there, the there English Warhammer scene. Right? If you're gonna talk ages, you if you're gonna talk GW, you have to bring the English. And it took a while for oh, yeah. us to get into that bubble, but now we're in there because it was uh, America, Canada. And now England is our third most download. So you follow the great, Yo. great four leaders of Rob, uh, Bobby, and Hook and Pin. Nice. That's so now, a yeah. illustrious company. One, well, of these hey, days, look. one of these days we'll get Nathan. But that'll have to yeah, be like a he's, weird he's a perverted man. dungeon episode. Or I something. think so. Yeah, you'll need <laughs> glitter. You'll need glitter for that one, definitely. Um, but yeah, what I would say is that we've ne- the three of us have never really had a big. I mean, we had a game, Dayton, but most of that was me being salty about dice. But we've never met, and through the language of Warhammer, we've just been shooting the shit for like two hours, right? So I think that goes to show how strong our community is and how we've actually all got a lot more in common than we think. Well, right. You can have a really good episode if you bring in a topic that Jeff doesn't know anything about. It's fantastic. <laughs> uh, we love yeah, you, Jeff. Yeah. We love you. Well, hey, Jeff, if you want a game of uh, TTS right. at any right. point, I'll have my time. I'm here for you, man. I'm here. Come, come have a game of TTS. Yeah, with me. I have to. Yeah, I know. I'm going to go. I'm going to go play TTS with my friend. Yeah, how do you like that? Not you, Dayton. I like how that's not plural either. <laughs> it's singular. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. Jeff, I got you, man. I've been bugging you to play, and this is how I do it. I'll do it online. I know. Yeah. Bugging in front of our. I will. Listeners. I will. I just. Uh, I'm up to my eyeballs <laughs> in, in life ch- life junk right now. But uh, 
like I'll, I'll be moving into a new condo here in the next two weeks. So uh, once I get off of this, I'm, I'm going to start packing up my shit. So Yeah, bud. And then we got Fantastic back on episode two. He's all yeah. geared up. Yeah. Tina, Tina is adjusting his vocals. Kicking ass and taking names, uh, man. That's you, right. Now you don't have to turn up the audio whenever you listen for Bud. So. Oh, yeah. I yeah I took a different mic today. Oh, the Yeti. Hey. Uh, is it better? Like, am I louder? Yeah, you're louder, Bud. You're, okay. you're worth the rest of It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah, That's right, far down, eh? Once you turn down the rush in the background, it's pretty good on the audio. Oh, yeah, Getty. Getty's uh, in the back room. I got to shut him up now. Oh, well, you got the best drummer going on. So, I mean, with a beat like that, you can do whatever, eh? Jesus. Jesus. I have nothing to contribute. I have nothing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Just start mentioning Canadian things. Coffee crisp, all dress. But I don't know what they are. Kokanee, Pilsner. That's right. Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Owen, I appreciate it. Uh, for anyone that hasn't signed up for, at least I believe your Discord is open. So if you just yeah, uh, Hammer yeah. Time, or is it Hammer Time the Discord? Yeah, Hammer Time is the Discord, and then all the tournaments are, are run within there, and we all have chats and stuff. So yeah, I'll chuck you over the links, and um, yeah, come come join us. It's a good, yeah. good time. Ignore that Mamdar guy that goes in there, and there you go. Puts his weird yeah, gifts. There's the old, there's the old troll. People. Yeah, there's a few trolls in there. Don't worry about them. <laughs> Ignore him and you'll be fine. But uh, what Owen's doing is awesome. This is kind of the way of things for a while. And honestly, I don't see it ending now because of the steam that's been built with TTS and what it's built up to. Even once things open up again, I don't think it's going to go away because this is the only way I'm going to get to play my English mates until I go over and visit. And unfortunately, yeah. my list of people to hug in England is starting to get pretty long. Yeah, the lucky thing for me, it's only a couple steps and I get to every one of them, so I don't even have to rent a vehicle. I know, you just walk. <laughs> just can we just meet it? Yeah, can we just meet at that cafe that everyone goes to? <laughs> the bad yeah, moon, yeah, yeah the bad moon the cafe. Yeah, <laughs> but this go. is awesome. Thanks again, Owen, for coming on. Uh, much appreciated. This will give something for our English yes. viewers to rally behind again. Great to cool. meet you. Yeah, likewise. Thanks, guys. Had a really had a blast talking Warhammer with you all. So that's yeah. good. Till it's, next time. It's not a hard subject to go. But this is uh, Dayton over with Party of the Hell Points. Signing off. Take care, guys. Bud, you're supposed to say something. I don't say goodbye. You're you're starting to become a regular now, bud. Yeah, you have to you have to throw in your little cute sounds on. So oh. Take care, everybody. Eh? There. there you go. <laughs> Sorry. There go the Sorry. cold. You can you can edit that in. Sorry. <laughs> <Jesus>. Right. <laughs>